live from the bell tower, as we like to call it. Yes, this sounds is official. This is the Break the Bell podcast, live. Yes, hello, beautiful bell breakers. Thanks for coming in. How's everybody doing out there? Um, once again, we are we are here. We are streaming live. Hopefully, things go smooth. We don't have any dropouts like we did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Last week went without a hitch. Yeah. With Carrie, right. and I was glad it did because. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate to like have a bunch of issues when we have a good guest on like Carrie. Yes. Um, if you missed last week's episode, definitely go back and check it out, especially if you're into guns and stuff like that, because she she gave us a whole different perspective on um, gun gun laws and why we shouldn't have them. Right. And um, just just coming from first of all a female perspective, which is newer to us, so, like we haven't had too many right. female guests on, and you don't usually hear the female perspective of like gun rights and gun activism and stuff too much. And um, the other side of it being the side coming from like uh, an assault victim. Right. Yeah. Domestic violence. That's not, again, something we think about typically. Yeah. yeah, You don't hear about how gun laws and gun rights and and like anti-gun laws and stuff like that um, would affect like assault, potential assault victims. Right. So it, it was nice hearing that perspective. So go back and check out that episode. But let's get into this week's episode. Bill, how is it going? I haven't seen you in a whole, like, three hours. I know, right? Two hours, an yeah, hour? Do, I, I, do I look older? You, you kind of do. You're getting yeah. a little gray. Yeah. Little well, grayer. it's been a long three hours. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, it's been it's been a nice week. Yeah. Uh, it was, Easter week. It was Easter week, so it was busy week. And Yeah, and we were... Really busy. We were blessed with nice weather, finally. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the cold. I'm sick and tired of uh, yeah. the... the the freezing drizzle that we've had it's just it seems like this week is going to be good though yeah and you got to enjoy the opening weekend of baseball i got to enjoy them losing a lot this opening <laughs> weekend well you're going to have that sometimes <laughs> no i i still even though they're losing i still got to to watch some baseball they won on thursday night they beat the reds and then saturday and sunday they lost sunday they got destroyed like 1 to 12 or something like that it was ridiculous but that's okay i'm still going to watch them I love the Cardinals, yeah. uh, whether they're winning or losing. I think they got a lot of potential this year with some of their new players that yeah. they brought in this year. So well, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Are you doing any baseball watching? Just uh, a little bit with you on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that, that was about it. That whole miserable. Yeah, that, that was that was a miserable inning. inning for you. It really was. Mm-hmm. Would they get like three, four runs in? Yeah, just while we were watching the yeah. ten minutes that we watched. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, let's go podcast instead. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, other other than that, uh, we do have our coffee fix of freedom to get to. Once yes. again, I don't have coffee because it's been hot, and I don't think about coffee yeah, as much when it's hot. I, know. I need to make it iced and see how it tastes. There I, you go. That's a good idea. Our sponsor, once again, for the Break the Bell podcast is the official coffee of the Break the Bell podcast, Run Your Mouth Coffee. It is the, the coffee of free speech, the coffee of freedom. Once again, if you support free speech and you like coffee... Support small businesses that that promote free speech, like Run Your Mouth Coffee. Um, they are uh, it's it's ran by John Odermatt of the Lions of Liberty podcast and Matt Pangy of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast, and they're both big big supporters of freedom. So support them. Check out rymcoffee.com. Tell them that we sent you by entering the promo code Break the Bell, all yeah. one word, no spaces. Break the Bell. You'll get. Uh, 10% off your order and free shipping. So definitely get there because 
there's no reason not to, especially if you like coffee. And if you don't like coffee, I mean, get it for a gift for somebody who does. Yeah. And, and I'm not a big coffee ta- drinker, but I really like the taste of it. Yeah, it was good. I, I so. definitely do for a new order, so I'm going to have to hit them up for some more. So, anyway, that's our Coffee Fix of Freedom. Yes. RYMCoffee.com. Don't and forget. It, it does taste like freedom. We it can't do, take it, the... We that, can't do does. that. But it does. it does. Just take our word for it. It tastes it like freedom. It, it really does. It does. I mean, we would never steer you wrong. So, this week's episode, I started just uh, with all the like the, the stimulus bill stuff and all the yes. all the free money that's been been yeah, getting thrown they, around. The government's been really generous, right? I mean, it has really been throwing our money around. <laughs> our own money. It's <laughs> giving our money back to us. Yeah. Um, I, I just started, I wasn't even, I had no idea what we we're going to talk about. I think this was yesterday. Okay. I was like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it was Easter. I just finished like my, <laughs> my third Cadbury egg and you, you asked me what I want to talk about. My mind was just still in chocolate mode. <laughs> you had a, a chocolate coma? <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, so I just stumbled upon an a an article about propo- proposals for like universal basic income which the far far left has been proposing this forever now and it's it's not a new concept but i thought you know what we haven't really dug into universal basic income right. and all the, all the goodness that comes with it and now seems like the time to do it because yeah. that seems to be the way they're pushing us towards yeah. yeah it seems like every time we turn around there's more money heading our way mm-hmm. or it's like you know what you want do you like free money i yeah. bet you'd like more free money but who doesn't like free money mm-hmm. even though it's not really free money yeah um so this whole concept of you just getting money, like everybody across the board getting the same dollar amount, whether that's like a thousand bucks a month, five hundred bucks a month, twenty five hundred bucks a month, right. what have you. It's all the same thing. Universal basic income. It is the the federal government paying you to live, basically. It's yeah. a living some some places call it a living wage. Right. So um, right. we're gonna take a deep dive, yeah. kind of a deep dive into that and see some of these proposals that are on the table that some people are looking at and then also take a look at our opinions of it and why we think it's probably not as it's not a good idea not as flowery and generous of a situation and again anytime the government's getting more involved in your life is Mm -hmm. never a good thing well that brings me back to the gun law thing i was talking with uh my father-in-law and he was like you know i don't have a problem with um across the board uh Background checks, and I don't have a problem with background checks. I, I really don't. Um, usually, it takes about five minutes to get right. a background yeah. check at a gun shop. Um, but what I told him was the problem I have is with the federal government imposing federal background checks because we all know how efficient right. they are. Yeah. Six month backlog. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, how much are you gonna have to spend out the ass? Right. You know. Yeah. How much taxes for that? And like, like you said, how how long before yeah. we get that background check back? Just like, yeah, we'll uh, get back to you in six to eight months. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess that's your cool down period. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So nobody's gonna, or you'll just be so pissed off at, at that point that you're just like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, like you said, anytime the federal government wants to dip their hands more into your life, I have a problem with that. Yeah. You have a problem with that. You yeah. all should have a problem with that. Right. The federal government shouldn't be the ones responsible for um, taking care of you because they can't take care of themselves. They can't take care of the millions of position, like created positions they already right. have. Let's let's not add to that the, problem. Their their way to fix it is to create more positions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Every single time, yeah. it's just like you know what? Let's just form a committee. Yeah. Let's form a committee. But we have a committee for that. Well, they need a committee to oversee that committee. We need a committee to form a committee. Yeah. 
to oversee the committee for universal basic income. <laughs> Basically, it's, that's all it is. Yeah. It's just and and how much I, I'm sure we'll get more into this, but how much of those committees are like double dipping or like used for um, other shady shit? Because yeah. I mean, it's you know it's happening. Oh, it's yeah. like well, we have this committee and we're just gonna funnel some funds over to here and some move some funds around here. It's just like it'd be. I mean, once you get into vast amounts of committees that we have across the board, it'd be so easy to just, you know, like skim off the top or, or, um, yeah, you know, like <laughs> funnel funds where they're yeah. not supposed right. to be. Right. Yeah. Well, um, we have a surplus in the UBI, so we're gonna we're gonna move that over to, um, to um, uh, immigration reform. Well, look at know. Social Security. How yeah. many times has that been tapped oh, into? Yeah. Right. And that was, it the for one of the. M- Earlier socialist um, yeah. acts put and, on our country, and whenever someone mentions, well, maybe we could we could privatize it. We'll give the people their own social security money, and they can figure out how to invest it. It's like, oh, well, you, why do you hate old people? You know, I so don't. it's just like, yeah, we're gonna get into that because I have the same um, perception in my mind with this whole like uh, child tax credit. It's just right. like, well, why don't you just let us keep the money instead yeah. of taking it from us to get it back? Gonna get into that. A little bit later, so we will get there. Um, Otherwise, we're going to get into this intro. Make sure uh, you invite all your friends to this show because there's no reason not to. If you enjoy the show, I bet you your friends will enjoy it too. Or if they they hate the stuff that you talk about, you know, or if you... You just find it interesting, even if they, it, they might not agree with us. You know, let them tune in and make their own opinions because that's Absolutely. that's what we're all about: is forming your own opinions, not not just following the stupid narrative. So, um, share it around with your friends. Check us out all over social media. Share us all over social media, and like the YouTubers say. Actually, no, we changed it from smash to smack that like right. button. Smack it. Smack it. Just smack it hard. I'm gonna get like a. An audio clip of that Twisted T guy that's like, just smack me. Just, I, I'm going to change it to smack it. You know, Just smack that like and share button. Um, share it around because that's what all the YouTubers say to do. So it must be, it must be effective, I Absolutely. guess. So I guess, I guess we're going to say it too. Smack it. Smack, smack it now. Smack it hard. We're going to get into this intro. We will get into universal basic income in just a minute. Bye. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You're talking to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right, we are back, just like we promised. As always. We always come back, whether you want us to or not, we're always back. 
So I'm, I'm guessing if you're, if you're watching us, you've heard us probably before. I assume you've probably heard us. And for some reason, God knows whatever reason, you keep coming back to hear us. And we appreciate you. Like we Definitely. always say, you're our biggest sponsors. Pat yourself on the back because, I mean, we don't want to talk to ourselves. I mean, we will, but we, we, we have. don't want to. We have. We, we have. We, we like talking to you, and, and we would like you to talk back. Yes. Uh, speaking of talking back, uh, if time permits, we will allow some time for Collins in the second half, at the beginning of the second half, as we usually do. So um, we didn't get time last week with Carrie. I wish no. we could have, yeah. but we didn't because, I mean, she had just so much good stuff to say, and I didn't want to take away from yeah. her. So if you have any questions for Carrie, uh, hit us up, and I'll direct those to Carrie. And I, I definitely want to get her back on the show yeah. at some point, but um, we'll hit her up and um, try to get some answers for you. So... Look for that Zoom link in the second half if we have a chance, if we don't talk too much and go way over our time, as we usually do. But let's get into UBI, which UBI. isn't as much of a gross medical term as it sounds <laughs> like. You know, I, got a, I, I, I went to the doctor this week, and I found out I had a UBI. Uh, dude, why are you <laughs> why are you telling us this? Sounds like something one of our coworkers would say. It's like, uh -huh. oh, you know, I was up all night. You know, my UBI. You know, when, when things just get loose, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just things just start like, going. Stop! Through. Just stop! My, my Come U on, UBI. man. You know, the UBI is kind of like diarrhea for the federal government. It is. It is. It is. I mean, it's just like the green come just in runs, and it just runs out. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah. green runs out than is going in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's disgusting. Why? Why? Do, why do we go there? So I came across this article. This is dated uh, March 31st. Which article is that? Um, this is about the 21 senators pushing for recurring stimulus payments. Uh, yes. This is where this all begins. Because we, we, I think we've mentioned many times that this like constant need for another stimulus bill, yeah. another stimulus check. We need more money. You know, just throw more money at We saw the writing on the walls. We're like, it's going to eventually get to the yeah. point where... People are depending on this, especially right. like the PPP and things yep. like that. Yep. It's like businesses that can't operate on their own and are relying on just the diarrhea from the government yeah. pouring in, they're going to become dependent on that. Right. And it's going to eventually work towards they're going to suggest a universal basic income. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what, in the last year, we've gotten, what, three, four separate go uh, government pays payouts? Three. We've gotten three. Uh, there was like There's the first the was sixteen, no fourteen. Fourteen was the first. No, right. this one was fourteen. Yeah, the first right. was sixteen. Yeah. Second was uh, six hundred, and then the third was fourteen. Gotcha. So okay. yeah, three payments in the last twelve months, yeah. and less and, than twelve. And then months. they're talking about the child tax thing that'll start in July, which will go throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, that's July through December. Yeah. So that's uh, and, and between two fifty so and three hundred. they're just they're trying to wean you on to the government money. That, that's what it seems like. And yeah. It can sound all well and good, like oh, they just yeah. looking out for us. But in reality, if you look at it, it's just like you know, we're there. We're just yeah. becoming more and more dependent on this machine, this yeah. federal machine. And, and again, the bitch of it is, is it's our money. They just give it yes. back and make it seem like they're giving it to us. Yeah, and I think, and I ask myself, why? Why can't we just keep it? And I, yeah. I got a, I've got a theory on that. Yeah. So okay. we're gonna get into Let's that theory. It. Um, here in a few minutes. But I want to read this article first about the proposed senators proposing monthly stimu stimulus checks now. And we there were several uh, senators proposing this all throughout this whole last 12 months. So this is nothing new, but now we have 21 senators on board with this. So I'm going to share this article. This comes from 
alcom.cdn. I don't even know. Ampproject.org, it says. There's no title at the top, so it's really hard to tell. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, it says, mo- uh, monthly stimulus checks. 21 senators push for recurring stimulus payments. It says, a group of 21 Senate Democrats are pushing for recurring stimulus checks. And, and this was just on um, on Wednesday that yeah. this article was written. Yeah, that's what I said. March 31st. So this, was, this isn't like last year or something. Right. This is something they're proposing now. It says... Um, the senators include Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden of Oregon, uh, including the Finance Committee Chairman, uh, asked President Joe Biden to include recurring relief payments and jobless benefits in the up- upcoming Build Back Better Recovery proposal. Wow. Where have we heard that before? Right. So they're throwing this into his <laughs> big, giant, what right. is it, like $1.3 trillion that yeah, he's coming his out with? Inf- infrastructure um, bill that he's got going on. And yeah. Yep, it's coming, guys. It's, it's coming. It's massive. Right. So it says, um, the proposal set to be unveiled Thursday will include infrastructure spending, like you said, and a plan to increase taxes on higher higher earners and comes as millions continue to struggle from the economic fallout of the coronavirus pandemic. Why was there an economic fallout? Do you remember? Do you remember? Because they forced people to shut down. <laughs> Businesses shut down. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't go buy shit unless it was online so we're feeding the uh, the big corporate beast that they're wanting to tax higher now yeah. so it goes on to say the senators want to see more direct aid included in the measure we urge you to include recurring direct payments and automatic unemployment insurance extension tied to economic conditions in your build back better long term economic plan so we're talking long term they're not right. talking yeah they're not talking even pandemic relief now. Right. They specifically stated this long-term economic plan. The crisis is far from over. Of course. And families deserve certainty that they can put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Families should not be at the mercy of constantly shifting legislative timelines and ad hoc uh, solutions. So they So they want to get it done before, say, a, a Republican Congress comes in. And they're wanting to, like I said, push long term, so it can't yeah. just be something that's overwritten. Right. right. When the the new Congress comes in, a single direct payment will not last long for most families. Hey, we said that. Yes. It's just like, I mean, yes, this is a nice band aid. Right. Over a leaking bucket. Yeah. But eventually, you got to take care of the bucket. Yes. And poking more holes in the bucket <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't right. the solution. You know, there's so much flowing out of this side of the bucket. Maybe if we poke a hole on this right. side of the it'll, bucket, it'll stop it. It'll slow the <laughs> <laughs> slow it down. On That's that government side. thinking for sure. Yes. Um, it says the senators did not put a dollar figure on the recurring stimulus checks. Last March, Congress appro- approved stimulus payments of twelve hundred per person. There you go. Oh, the yeah, first was twelve. Yeah. Uh, followed by six hundred in December, and additional payments of up to fourteen hundred per person were included in the one point nine trillion stimulus package passed along party lines earlier this year. In the latest request, senators cite wide support for additional stimulus checks. Listen to this. This will blow your mind, and you'll, I guarantee you you're going to be like, bullshit. Okay. Because it says um, a poll showed 65% of Americans, including 54% Republicans, percent of Republicans and 60% of independents, support 2,000 monthly yeah, cash payments. Yeah, I'm calling bullshit on that one. If that is the case, yeah, then— They've won. They've already made us at the point where we're like, we need more of that government teat. We need to suckle. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, this, we, we ran out of that 
Yeah. That $1,200 already or $1,400. Yeah. Need more money. Need more money. 65% of Americans support $2,000 monthly payments for the duration yeah. of the pandemic, which, as we've said, this shit's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. It's not going to end. No. They're no. not going to end the biggest biggest cash grab in yeah. history. Right. Yeah. They're. I mean, they're completely tipping the, the financial, the economic equality scales this whole year. That's what this has been. And, right. And this is just a, another way to... to, to overturn those scales right says the letter it was signed by senators can you guess who the first one is uh could be bernie sanders bernie sanders sherrod brown of ohio elizabeth warren oh i saw that one coming cory booker yep and alex padilla of california (laughs) okay that sounds about right yes that is all apparently in this article oh but (laughs) like like it says i mean the senators say the majority of the people they polled, which again, yeah, what's their sample? Right. Yeah. Where are they getting the sample from? Yeah. Is it like a spread across the country? Because yeah, and when it says like fifty six percent of independents, it's like, well, those definitely aren't the libertarian <laughs> right. viewing. Yeah. Uh, independents. Those are more probably like you know the the communists. <laughs> <laughs> must must be something like that. I I don't know. I just. I don't see that high of a percent no, across the that, board. And yeah. if it is, then I'm even more scared that right? 65% of Americans yeah. want to um, to push this M- through. Maybe it's the way they asked it. Maybe they're like, hey, how would you like $2,000 a month for the rest of your life? Oh, that wow, sounds that great. sounds great. Does, I'd love that. All I mean, right, perfect. Thank great. you for your participating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She's like, well, thanks. Uh, we, we value your opinion. It's like, wait, wait what? Can, what, what, are, what is this for? So are Bye. You, so are you going to give me $2,000? Is this like a game show? Right. <laughs> what, yeah, is this exactly. like Cash Cab or whatever yeah. that, right, yeah. <laughs> that reality nope, show nope. is? You no. answered what we needed. Nope. Thanks. We, we got what Have we needed. Have a good needed. day, sir. It's like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Can I can I take my answer back? <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. We got Sorry, it. Sorry, sir. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, again, th- they say that spe- specified the duration of the pandemic, which we know isn't going away anytime soon. No. All the experts say this isn't going away yeah. anytime soon. W- there's the new strains popping up all the time. We got the double mutant strain popping up in India. So I mean, they're just finding ways to expand this thing. Well, out. even <laughs> the people that said this. Their, um, their specific statement was this crisis is far from over. So, this is a long term goal for them. Yeah. And again, once you get people on that teat, right, they're down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're dependent on it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you can say the duration of the pandemic, but then the pandemic ends. Mm-hmm. Are they supposed to? It's it's like when, um, they're freaking out because the uh, all the unemployment right uh, benefits were going to go away. And everybody's losing their minds. It's like, yeah. I've been depending on this. It's like you right. start depending on the two thousand dollars a yeah. month, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, pandemic's over. Cut, cut you off cold turkey. It's right. like, well, shit. What am I supposed to do now? Right. Yeah. I mean, we all know how well the majority of Americans save money. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm not good at it. I don't know about no, you. But I'm horrible at it. Yeah. I mean, I spent my stimulus check on guns and gun right. equipment. Yeah. So guns um, and paying off debts. Yes. Oh, I didn't do that part. <laughs> I, I <laughs> just did guns. that part. Just <laughs> mostly guns. Um, so I I just think this is going to cripple us. Yeah. Because people yeah. talk about how the um, the welfare system makes people dependent. Right. And that, that's the thing about universal basic income. It replaces it, welfare, correct? It does. And 
the way they justify that over welfare is like, well, it's flat rate across the board, whether right. or not you make a billion dollars or you make like two dollars a month right. or whatever. Um, it's flat rate across the board, so it's not dependent on you making more, whether or not you make more money. Because yeah. w- the way welfare works and keeps you suckling, right, is you can't make more than yeah, a certain amount. If you get, <laughs> if you get a raise, if you work your ass off and get a raise, you lose all that, mm. all that government yeah. funding. Yeah, and so people <laughs> like. I've heard so many people like, look, I, I had to turn down this uh, promotion because right. I wouldn't have yeah. this. And they, they say that that's the the flat rate is going to um, prevent stuff like that because it doesn't matter how much you're making. You're still going to get that $2,000. Right. right. So, I mean, I guess that I mean, that might help a little, but I, I just don't see the direction of how it um, how it keeps people wanting to pursue a job or yeah you know take a look at when they first announced this new $1400 check yeah we knew somebody that said a coworker up and quit her job right yeah because yeah. of i i don't know how many kids she had maybe she had two or three kids so she would yeah. got like what like 55000 right. bucks quit Still. her job over $5000 yeah. right it's like how it's like, are you serious <laughs> yeah so if you tell somebody hey you know uh, i'll give you $2000 a month how many people are going to they there's probably a lot of people that oh, are yeah. like two thousand bucks. That's yeah. That's a decent. Right. Yeah. What do I need to I work can live for? Off that. Right. Shoot. All the, all the McDonald's workers that are wanting fifteen dollars an hour are now going to be like, you know, two thousand dollars a month is already more than we're making. Right. So screw the fifteen dollars an hour. I'm just going to go home. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you can say what you want. Oh, it, it promotes, uh, it promotes creativity. It you know it, right. it balances things out. Yeah. And that was something I remember. This is years ago. This is man, probably right when Obama was coming into office, and Pelosi was given a, uh, a a talk, and she was talking about how it's their goal in America so that people can just can instead of going to the jobs they hate, you know, the the manual labor and stuff, they can they can explore the arts. They yeah, can they can paint. They can they can act. They can sing. They can do what their dreams, you know, and, and it'll make America more culturally rich because of it. I've read um certain and we'll get into some of the cities that are pro, um that are proposing their own universal basic income. I'll get into that a little bit later. But I think it was San Francisco at one point was proposing a universal basic income for artists for that reason. Huh. Well, isn't Pelosi's from that area? Yeah. Isn't oh she? yeah, yeah. So she it's is probably inspired yeah. by her. So probably. Um, so yeah. Um, they'll, they'll call it the 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 National Pelosi Aid for the Arts. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they're already uh, all the art museums that are already getting oh all the subsidies gosh. and stuff yeah. already. The the important stuff, which. I value art. I really oh, do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I we can bash important. on it all we want, yeah. but <laughs> subsidizing it with right. with government aid yeah. isn't really a solution either. Right. But yeah. Anyway, that, I mean, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's going to be an artist if that's the case. Right. So, um, I want to take a look because this is just specifically talking about the stimulus bill. So you can say, well, that's not really universal basic income because it. I, it didn't say anywhere in there. They weren't proposing for across the board everyone either. Right. I'm sure there would be probably an income cap on that the way the stimulus checks right. were. Like if you make over $150,000, you don't get that. So that's not legitimate universal basic income, the whole flat rate for everybody across the board like we're like I'm talking about. Yeah. 
but that's a stepping stone. And that's where I see, that's where we saw the stimulus check was going. That's where we talked about the uh, the child tax credit, which I want to discuss that a little more too, the direction that that's going. Well, let's talk. How about we talk about that first? The no, child tax. I mean, we, we brought it up a couple it. times. Why not? We have. We might as well talk about sure. it. Sure. So, this child tax credit, which uh, we brought up a few times, we haven't dug into it a ton. Yeah. It's um, expanding because right now, certain individuals get $2,000 per child per year. Right. And back in taxes. Right. So, that's why parents with like six kids get a boatload of tax money back, whether or not they paid much in or not. So they expanded that by $1,600 per kid to $3,600, if they're under six, I think. yeah. If they're over six, it's a bit less. But um, they want to, like you said early, split that in half and give money per month for the first half. So July 1st through December 1st. So it's it's, if the kid's six and under, it's $300 per kid. A month, and if they're over six, it's two hundred and fifty dollars a kid per month. So if you have two kids that are over six, like I do, and me, you'll you'll make five hundred dollars a month. You'll yeah. bring home five hundred dollars a month. <clears throat> Sounds great. Right. It's like you know, it's our money. We should get it back. Right. Again, it's our money. It's our money. Why don't they just let us like give us the right. tax break? You yeah. know, instead of a tax credit. Yeah. Like uh, it, it's like a rebate. Yeah. <laughs> like right. A, like a local right. store, yeah, you yeah. buy something. Yeah. It's like why? Why don't you just yeah. make it cheaper in the first exactly. place? Exactly. Buy the hammer. Take turn in this receipt. You get you three dollars back. Why don't you just <laughs> exactly. give it to me three dollars cheaper? <laughs> That's. I mean, that's the way I see this. Yeah. Why don't they give it to us? Right. Make uh, us pay out of our paycheck. Five hundred dollars right? less a month on our paycheck. Yes. Exactly. You know the reason that I can see anyway. It's a fucking control thing. Absolutely, it is. A hundred percent control. Yes. Because if they can take it from you. They can decide whether or not they're going to give it back. Absolutely. And if if they're not taking it from you, taking it directly from you, they they can't hold that carrot over you yep. and be like, "Do what I said, monkey. Yep. Dance, monkey, because I I got this carrot. Yeah. Do you want your five hundred dollars a month? Yeah. You better do what I said. Yeah. It, it's all a hundred percent of control. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. And, and they and they're and they're again they're weaning you onto it. They mm-hmm. they want you to get used to taking that money from the government on a monthly basis, so you get used to it. And on top of that, you crave it, you need it, you plan for it in your budget. Oh, well, we're going to get the $500 so we can go ahead and get a car. We'll put, we'll make that payment out of that. And how far does that go? I mean, what, what can they do with that? They could, I mean, if you step out of line, if you, if you are a dissenter or a Trump supporter or uh, like right now, they can cut off your bank accounts. We've seen. Right. Yeah. Can they be like, you know what? Uh, I didn't really like what you did there. Yeah. Uh, you so know, um, you had a social media strike on you, so we're gonna withhold your mm-hmm. money this month. Oh wait, um, you didn't get the vaccine. Oh. 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 Well, I'm sorry, you're not eligible for this money this month. I'm surprised there hasn't been more proposals of that. Like, you oh, know, I'm sure. I, I yeah. know when they were first talking about the stimulus payments, they were like, "Well, we should." There was yeah. a few. A few outliers that were like, well, we should make it um, yeah. only if you get vaccinated. Yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't become well, more. And, and we talked a while ago about um, about uh, China's uh, social engineering, mm-hmm. right? How they give you, what, citizen points? Right. And if you're an exquisite citizen rating, you get uh, better interest rates on your loans. You get uh, first choice on, on houses. You get certain medical care. You know, you get benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with this, right? If you're... If you're a good citizen, you get your monthly wage. If you're a bad citizen, 
they withhold it. We might take a little away from you yeah. for uh, jaywalking yeah. or, right. you know, like how we talked in China. Like yeah. you said, China. It's just yeah. like, oh, we caught you jaywalking. Yeah. So they, they just keep a tally. And yeah. you just see, like, your phone goes ding, and you're, yeah. you're like, minus, like, five cents. You're yeah. like, shit. That's, I mean, it's only five cents, but it's like, <laughs> well, that's five cents, yeah. you know? And, and then And there's got to be some kind of public shame to it, too, right? Mm. So maybe... When someone goes onto your social media, there'll be something on the top of the f- on your Facebook saying, uh, uh, "So and so had uh, some some points docked off of his UBI this month, yep. you know, and because of um, comments against the government, um, because they didn't get their vaccine, uh, they got caught w- not wearing a mask at Costco or something, you know, like that, you know." Right. Right. No, I see that. And I mean, we're going extreme here. No, obviously. we are. But I mean, it's. But it happens in China. Uh, exactly. China so, is the, the template. And, and uh, could you form like a class system? It's just like, well, they, yeah. they're in the 250 a month club. Right. These people are in the 150 yeah. a month club. They can't get into. I'm, I'm sorry. You can only shop at these stores if right. you're in the 350 or higher yeah. a month club. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you, oh, you're 250. Here, you, you get a gold star. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah, uh, that whole ti- ch- child tax credit thing is is just the f- the first stepping stone towards yeah. universal basic income. Because, like you said, it's just getting them accustomed yeah. to it. Get get you again. Get you planning for it in your budget. You know, you get to count for that five hundred dollars. You need that five hundred dollars. You do what it takes to keep that five hundred going. And like I said, why not just deduct it from your taxes? Right. And uh. Opponents of that idea would say, well, then the people that don't pay taxes, the people that don't make enough to actually pay into taxes, it's like tax credits now. Right. It doesn't – like the current child tax credit, you have to make money to get it back, right. to get the full 2000 back. Right. And so they're like, well, that's just um, putting a bigger um, right. um, equality gap in there from the poor to the middle right. class. Yeah. There, I mean, there are ways around that too. If you right. want, if you want some kind of socialized welfare system, there's a way around it, without giving blanket across the board yeah. everybody. And because that that's the, that's the, as you say, the carrot, is they're trying to do away with economic inequality, mm-hmm. and that's what UBI is is supposedly there for. That and that, as they're as they're promoing it, that's their propaganda, that's exactly, right? Yeah, it, it's not. They're not telling you that it's here because they want to control you. It's not here because they want to get you on the government teat. It's that they are trying to help with inequality and they want to bring the bottom up so everybody can be prosperous. Yes, in America. Yeah, and it starts with this child tax credit that um, this. The Times actually called it because they're not calling it UBI. Nobody's no. calling it UBI, but no. the Times called That's it. That's a red flag word right there. Yeah, yeah. The the Times basically said that it was uh, a move. It's like a, a step in the direction that we've been pushing for years. So you you know that's where it's going. Yeah, it's not necessarily they're not saying it, but they're saying it. Just right. like you know, this is a step towards where we've been trying to push this. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? Oh, universal basic income. Absolutely, the step towards um, uh, shrinking the inequality gap, which. I have no problem shrinking with shrinking the inequality right. gap, but yeah. the, <laughs> the government's not the people to do that. Right. And you talked about how u- universal basic income is, um, it that's their solution for it. Right. And I have this article from our very favorite, the World Economic Forum. Ooh. Remember, we've talked about that. I love those guys. That what's his name? Klaus. Yes, Klaus, Klaus the, the, the James Bond villain. Yes, the the 
uh, where's he from? Like Hungary or something uh, like that? I don't yeah, know. Austria. Aust- so, yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, he's he is the epitome of a yeah. uh, super he, villain. He just needs a, a white cat to pet as he sits he in does. his chair. He's like, yes. Mm, no, yes. Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. That's exactly how he talks. But the World Economic Forum released an article last year. So this was April of last year. But it applies to this, and nothing yes. has changed. The mindset hasn't changed. But no. I, I get that this is an old article, but it's still here. Yes. They say... These are the ones that are, want to bring you the Great Reset as yes, well. Yes, they are the, the like the designers of the Great Reset, yes. the designers of the Build Back Better yes. uh, mantra, all that stuff. They are the architects yeah. of it. Yeah, and UBI is a part of that. And they're the ones that... Um, uh, what's his name? John Kerry is the... No, is yes. The, Freaking czar too. Yes. The World Economic Forum. Yes. So this is actually from uh, weforum.org. So it's straight from the horse's mouth. It says universal basic income is the answer to inequalities exposed by COVID nineteen. And like like we talked about in our World Economic Forum website, everything about them is sinister. Yes. It's all a power grab. hundred yeah. percent a power grab. So I'm gonna read what they have to say about universal basic income. Let me pull the screen up says, rule number one of crisis management. When you find yourself in a hole, first stop digging. Sounds good, right? Right. Makes sense. In the COVID-19 outbreak frenzy, several countries are considering massive fiscal stimulus packages and printing money to blunt the concurrent crisis underway, the pandemic and the unraveling economic depression. These plans are essential, but they need to be strategic and sustainable. Because in, the, in addressing the current crisis, we must avoid sowing seeds of new crises as the stakes are incredibly high. So it's basically like, as we're throwing money at this, we've got to make sure we're not creating new crisis. says, it is time to add a new element to the policy packages that governments are introducing, one we know but have abandoned, universal basic income, or UBI, the diarrhea of the federal government. Or the global government at this point. Yes. It is needed as part of the package that will help us to get out of this yawning pit. The naysayers are there. The naysayers, and there are plenty, will point out that it won't work because no country can afford to regularly dole out money to every citizen. They will argue that we will run unsustainable deficits, which cannot be financed. Really? Makes sense. I mean, that makes us a naysayer, right? <laughs> yes, we because are. Because we are saying naysayers. Exactly. <laughs> we are saying nay. <laughs> to the T. Yes. This will run unsustainable deficits. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Sounds about right. This is a valid concern, but the alternative, not strongly addressing COVID 19 repercussions, will result in a greater surge in inequality. So what? <laughs> Look at since the beginning of the world. Mm. Inequality. I mean, I, I'm not pro-inequality by no, any stretch. No, But how many, f- how much federal money has been thrown at inequality? Right. I mean, we went over the whole... Uh, we had compared the stimulus right. package. We did a whole episode comparing like the stimulus package to like the, the Great yeah. New Deal. Right. And with the Great New Deal... Um, and some of these other big the war on poverty and yeah the war yeah. on poverty oh yeah specifically the war on poverty it was like the jobless rate has only gone up and down yeah. like plus or minus like right. 10% and, and if they would have taken that money at the offset and given it to people then 
they would there would be no poverty. Yeah, that's what it says. Like yeah. we could a hundred times over have <laughs> defeated poverty yeah. without all these, like we said, um, these organizations that they form, these committees or these uh, um, offices of offices of the war on poverty. All these, yeah. all these, this um, overhead spending that the government tends to have. So again, we're not pro inequality, but yeah. the government sponsored programs do not. Defeat poverty. We've been trying it since World War II, right. if not earlier, and it doesn't work. Yeah. It says, um, let's see. But I, I like how they don't address it. They say, this is a valid concern, but the alternative is that there would be a greater surge in inequality. Yes. So they, they don't really address why. No. All they suggest doing is just print that money. Mm -hmm. The pandemic, this is funny because we're racist for saying this. Of course. The World Economic Forum last year says the pandemic that began in China. Can you believe that's even allowed on I'm media anymore? I'm really surprised that's allowed I mean, on there. that's going to spark some if Asian If Biden hate. knew that, holy mm -hmm. crap. Has raged <laughs> across Asia and beyond, exposing inequalities and vulnerabilities of huge populations in the region. This includes informal workers estimated at 1.3 billion people or two-thirds of the Asia-Pacific workforce, as well as migrants with almost 100 million dislocated in India alone. If a large part of the entire generation loses its livelihood with no social safety net to catch it, the social cost will be unbearably high. Economic instability will follow the flare-up of social tensions. So it says a new social contract needs to emerge from this crisis that rebalances deep inequalities that are prevalent across societies. To put it bluntly, the question should not should no longer be whether resources for effective social protection can be found, but how they can be found. UBI promises to be a useful element of such a framework. Countries like the United States and Canada are already making such plans. Okay, this next line is bullshit. <laughs> Which part? The Alaska part? Yes. Alaska, in fact, has been making annual UBI-type payments to every state resident for decades. Okay. They get oil subsidies. Yeah. As as residents of the state, with all the drilling, for that's that's their payment for living in a state that has a lot of oil drilling, uh -huh. is they get a subsidy from the oil. In some years, it's like a couple hundred bucks. Some years, yeah. it's a few it, thousand right. bucks. Yeah. It, and it's not something that they're like, oh, well, we're going to pay you this. You it's it's kind of like they own stock. Yeah, in, right. In, the oil in Alaska. Fields. Right. Exactly. So that, I mean, that's a far cry from universal basic income, yes. in my opinion. I mean, it's borderline, yeah. I guess, but it's a far cry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it says, like you said, Alaska has been making payments to every state resident for decades. Canadian Prime Minister <coughs> Justin Trudeau pledged CAD 2000 a month, which... We all know Canada is headed down, especially with Justin yeah. Trudeau, is headed down the socialist route. Yes. says, for the next four months, to workers who have lost income due to the pandemic, a short-term form of UBI. Now we need to expand it and make it work in the long term, and we can. Yes, we can. Can we do it? Yes, we can. <laughs> we must approach it differently from how we have in the past. We should neither view it as a handout or as a Band-Aid solution to add onto the system already in place. Isn't that what it is, though? <laughs> Basically. Instead, we should use the current twin crisis, twin crises to reevaluate where we are still digging. Um, I want to talk about, let's see. Okay, maybe it's this next paragraph. It talks about 
countries fronting the bill, which who's going to front the most of the bill? It's going to be the United States. Oh, yeah. It says, to make UBI fly, we will need fair taxation. By fair taxation, it's going to be how they're proposing fair taxation here in the United States. Right now, currently, if you make more money, we punish you by right. forcing more taxes. I mean, yes. I don't really agree with the fact that a lot of corporations pay jack shit for taxes yeah. if the rest of but us are. But, again, that's, a lot of that is loopholes that are built into the system. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, yeah, you can't blame. accounts. You know that you can't you can't go and grab the money off of them. I mean, they they put a little to the side, right? And it's like Trump saying, you know, people getting pissed off at Trump. Trump's like, look, that's the way the system built. Made, you made it. You yeah, made you it. made it. I'm just using it, man. Yeah. It says countries will have to start working together, exchanging data across borders to stop people and corporation from evading taxes. Yes, so and we talked about today. Biden is um, going out and he's asking that there be a, a global minimum corporate income tax mm -hmm. go across the board, globally, yes, right. for any corporation. Mm -hmm. And and that is part of this fair taxation. Yeah, good luck getting some of the other countries to fall in line oh, with this, yeah. like the North Koreas of right. the world, uh, the Irans of the world, the yeah. ones that hate us the most, the Russias. Right. Yeah, good yeah. luck telling Vlad, uh, <laughs> the sexiest man in Russia, voted this year. I mean, I'm sure he... <laughs> every uh, year. <laughs> yeah, probably every year. He's like, you vote for me or else. Yes. Um, Vladimir Putin, yeah, have Biden call him up and be like, hey, Vlad, um, I just... Uh, just had this idea um, about you guys paying a corporate tax. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Um, sure, sure, I, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll get right on that. No yeah. problem. And he's like, yeah. oh, did you, did you see, see the progress yeah. I made? Yeah, right. Here. <laughs> what, what was the line that um, uh, uh, Vlad said to Biden and something like, I wish you good health? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we're like, that's, a, that's the kiss of death. <sighs> kiss of death from a freaking former KGB agent. <laughs> Simply put, we must all pay our fair share. With good conscience, we can no longer privatize profit and socialize loss. So there goes huh. the privatization of profit. Yes. There goes private corporations. Yep. There goes private property. Yeah. Then stop the subsidies, notably fossil fuel subsidies, which hinder the path to achieving sustainable development goals, especially climate change targets. So they're throwing out all the agendas oh, yeah. in right. one. Yeah. Yeah. It all is intertwined. Yeah. You oh yeah, absolutely. You hear it's it's the great reset. Yeah, you hear it's just like well, this pandemic, and it's like well, on top of that, we might as well yeah uh, fix this whole climate change goal right. too, which is also a big you know basically an in epidemic. You yes. know, it's another yeah. disaster, it's a health, emergency, a health crisis. Yeah, says this would benefit us all while generating financial resources, not just for UBI, but also to support affected fossil fuel companies. How? <laughs> right. How? <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna take away the subsidies for. Fossil fuel companies, but this is going to help support affected yeah. fossil fuel companies. It says Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Bill Gates, among the richest people on the planet, have both advocated for the rich to pay more taxes. It's like just so so fucking do it if right. you want the rich yeah. to yeah. do uh, it on your own. Exactly, you can send checks, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. Yeah, you can send in as much as you want. I exactly. doubt the IRS is going to. What be was like, it, Warren Bef Buffett? Remember, he was bragging that uh, he paid less taxes than his secretary that one yeah. time. Yep, and it's like. Okay, then send more money if, yeah, it, if it bothers you that much. <laughs> I, I, I don't think the federal government's going to deny yeah, your check. Right. I really don't. Like, oh, sorry, um, you, you sent too much money. says, uh, according to Credit Suisse's 2018 Global Wealth Report, 10% of the richest own 85% of its wealth. We know that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just common knowledge. Right. 
Multinationals, too, are not paying their fair share. Apple, Amazon, Google, and Walmart, to name just a few, generate mind-boggling profits and pay limited amounts of taxes after taking advantage of all the wrinkles in the tax system. If the top 1,000 corporations in the world were fairly taxed, it would allow for a modest UBI to be tightly and reasonably dispensed through countries across the world. Again, this is going to primarily affect the United States. The same way, same thing, Trump had a problem with the UN, how we were fronting all the bills for the wars. And NATO. And fronting all the bills for NATO, all that stuff. We're we're fronting all these bills, all the the trade agreements that we are getting screwed over on. We would be the ones screwed over the most on this for being the most successful. Yeah, I I mean that's <laughs> there's no no way around that. We would be paying the the probably ninety five percent of the bill. No questions asked. No. It says less the naysayers think. There's us again. Yes. That this is a theory from the left. It the, is. The idea of tax competition has been touched upon for years on end. By the Organization of Economic Cooperation Development. Its members include U.S., Canada, and Western European countries. I hadn't heard of that one. No. It's another one of those freaking alphabet organizations that probably get nothing done. This is what its fiscal policy experts say. To work effectively, a global economy needs some acceptable ground rules to guide governments and business. Such a framework can help businesses to move capital to locations where it can optimize its return without impeding the aim of national governments to meet the legitimate expectations of their citizens for a fair share in the benefits and cost of globalization. To achieve acceptable ground rules and a fair share in benefits and cost will require global coordination because if one country begins taxing this way, highly mobile capital will flee to countries that do not. So we're talking about not just... Like how the federal steps on the states' rights and tries to get like the we're talking about the federal uh, background checks for guns and how we're we're trying to get this across the board thing right. so everybody's on the same page. Yeah. But it's just the Fed stepping on states' rights. This is this global organization yeah. stepping on national right. rights. Yeah, the not sovereignties of d- nations. Yeah, I mean this is just a step towards eliminating national sovereignty, yeah. which is the whole idea. Behind the World Economic Forum. Yep. Like, that, I mean, that everything you read is just like, yeah. do away with the borders, yeah. um, have like a, a basically a global bank, yeah. have a global government, like overseeing global, all this stuff. Uh, currency. Yep. Yep. It's, it's it, for la- lack of better uh, phrase, it's globalism. It's what Alex Jones yeah. screams about. All the time. I mean, is Alex Jones still even on? I haven't I heard of him in a know. while. I, I've never listened. Since he went crazy. Yes. Um, it says, no question that UBI will be hard to get going. It's important to impartially consider the pros and cons. The reasons why it has not been implemented at a scale so far. Key complicating factor with implementing beyond its fiscal cost is that it would not arrive in a vacuum. No shit. It would need to fit into and complement the existing set of social programs both insurance-based and needs-based, and rules would be needed to prevent double-dipping on benefits. (laughs) Moving to such a system would need to ensure that incentives to have a job remain intact. See, that's the the big issue. Right. Yeah. How how do you ensure that you... you That people still go to work. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's relatively simple to do. UBI should be sufficient to sustain a person at a modest minimum, leaving sufficient incentives to work. Save and invest. So it's basically like it's it's like a minimum wage, basically. Right. It's like, but 
how many years in the future do we get to the point where it's like we can't live on this minimum right. basic income? Like yep. yeah. minimum, minimum wage, wage was set right. up that right. way. Minimum wage was not set up to provide sufficient yeah. incentives or save and invest. It was to as this says, to sustain a person at a modest yeah. minimum. That's yeah. why it was set up. So you start this now, yeah. you're going to have the same exact people screaming in yep. 10 years from now yeah. saying $2,000 a month isn't enough for us to right. live on. And yeah, and then and then the naysayers would be like, well... It wasn't you set could, up that way. You, you <laughs> could get a job also. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, oh, oh. I can't uh, get a job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh you're, what, you're, you're saying my job's not as good as yours? Right. And it's... It, Oh, you're saying the people that don't work and just get, they're not as good as the people right, that work? Yeah, right. You know, it, it's going to be the same argument. Yeah. It's going to cycle. Yeah. It's just going to be different words being used for the same argument. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just how it goes. It's like you, you start a little bit and you can say yeah. all you want. This is just to sustain a person at a modem, yeah. modest minimum until that person decides, this isn't sustaining for a modest no. minute. I and, can't and pay my cable bill with it, this. You know, that, that old book, um, you know, Give a Mouse a Cookie, you know, they'll ask for a glass of milk, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, they're going to, so, okay, well, universal basic income, but, um, well, we really want that universal health care now, um, right. you know, because we, you know, it's really expensive for insurance. And we could really use like a basic housing allowance, you know. Yeah. Um, and, On top of that, and so. utilities. Can we can we socialize well, utilities because or not a basic housing allowance? What about just uh, housing, oh, like government, government housing? Um, provided housing? Yes. You know? Oh, and you know, if they do have government housing, then anybody could live there at any time, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yep. So, and food. That's where we are. <laughs> I mean. You'll get your weekly handout of food at the trucks, you know, if you're yeah. at the... Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, can we can we get some food handouts? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just straight towards yeah. communism is yeah. what it is. It is. I mean... Yeah, with a nice little bow on top. Yeah, to... Uh, to um, I mean, I, when communism was formed, it was to bridge the gap, the inequality gap. Yeah. That yep. was the whole thing. It's like we got people yeah. way up here. The Labor Party. We got the people way down here. There is this giant, massive gap here. Yeah. We're doing all the work down here. They're reaping all the benefits of the monarchies or whoever, the tyrants at the top. Yeah, We need to overthrow them and form this government where everybody benefits. Yeah. And look how well that has right. done. Yeah, it, yeah it, I mean, it did right. bridge the inequality gap. It made everybody fucking yeah. poor. <laughs> right, exactly. Except... The people way at the top. I mean, yeah. there are still rich people. They weren't called kings and yeah. monarchs, but there yeah. were still people <laughs> benefiting off of it. Yeah. Well, and also look at, you know, I mean, if if the value of the dollar had held up, you know, minimum wage would be fine right now. Mm-hmm. Well, the dollar is going to continue to go down as they print money. Yeah. Yeah. So two thousand dollars isn't even going to be two thousand dollars. Right. You know. No, two thousand dollars is going to be worthless yeah. by the time this rolls out. Yeah. Wh- when they start printing the money to yeah. to pay for this, it's well, like, well, we're going to give you. Wh- what are you talking about? We're get we're getting two thousand dollars a month, and yeah. that buys you what? Like, yeah, a uh, seven dollar gallon of milk <laughs> and, it, and a know. dozen eggs. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and not even the good eggs, not even the organic no, eggs. No. It's just the the little tiny shitty yes. white eggs. Um, I don't eat <laughs> organic eggs, but. <laughs> Powdered eggs. Pow- be powdered oh, eggs. Oh. Hey, I'm sorry. That's where it's going. Oh, the ones you like put in a bag and yes. you shake them up and they turn into scrambled eggs. Oh, oh God. That's where we're going. <laughs> powdered is, milk. Yes. I know how much you like powdered oh, milk. Oh, I can't stand powdered milk. I know. Milk. I yes. know. You'd love it. Uh, powdered anything. <laughs> Maybe cocaine. 
<laughs> I, I haven't tried it recently. No. no. <laughs> I haven't tried. Um, wait, I mean, I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> you do, do you I lost you with cocaine. <laughs> yes. Oh, cocaine. <laughs> oh, that's on the table? <laughs> Literally on the table. On the table. And lines yes. on the table. Yes. Huh. That's about all that dollar will be good can for. We get on, <laughs> can we get on board with that? Um, so there's, uh, there's all these other proposals that are out there, and they're not, it's not like, things that they've in the past brought up. These are like new ideas. Yeah. This one here, I I don't know. I, I got to ask you your opinion on what you think because I, I don't want to piss people off. First of all, though, um, the the last paragraph of this article from the okay. World Economic. Okay. Okay. It uh, goes on and says, Finally, good arguments can be made for having very selective conditions. For in- instance... Some that relate to public goods, like vaccinating all children <laughs> and yep. ensuring they attend school. Okay. Such selective conditions would not undermine the main purpose of eliminating poverty and allow low-income people to take calculated risks to try to lift themselves out of poverty. There's the conditions. you got to be vaccinated. Your kids have to be in public school. But these conditions in no way risk you from... Um, like put you at risk from remaining in poverty. All right. you got to do is get the fucking uh, yeah, vaccinations. Exactly. All you got to do is put your kids into the government sponsored schools. Yeah, exactly. Screw exactly. homeschool. I don't. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's crazy enough to homeschool their kids. Right. But you, you just that. gotta to you know fall under the uh, the carbon footprint that is allowed for for you and your house. Yeah. You I know, mean, so just just very s- minimal selective conditions. I missed that paragraph. I'm yeah. glad you saw that yeah. because. I mean, I I have other things that are going to talk about that later. Yes. But yeah, I mean they are th- they're just throwing it right. Th- I mean, of yeah. course they snuck it in the bottom. Oh yeah, the right. Very the last very pair. last one. It's like, oh, and by the way, I mean this all sounds well and good, but what if we slip some conditions, yeah. like a conditional, uh, <laughs> you know, like um, a little uh, provision in there. Yeah. Where hey, I- if you want this, then you got to do this. So. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, okay, I'm sorry, that was not the last paragraph. Oh. <laughs> the last paragraph says the alternative to not having UVI is worse. <laughs> the rising likelihood of social unrest. I mean, there's a rising conflict, likelihood of social unrest no matter what we do. Unmanageable mass migration, the pro- proliferation of extremist groups that capitalize and ferment on social disappointment. It is against this background that we seriously need to consider implementing a well designed UBI. So, shocks. May hit, but they won't destroy. So it's like so. It's basically like, do you do you want do you want this? it to be road? Do you want Mad Max? Do, do you, you want, want Road Warrior? Because that's what you're heading towards. Uh, do you want unmanageable mass migration <laughs> and the proliferation of extremist groups right. that yeah. capitalize and ferment on social disappointment? Yeah. Have you seen the Book of Eli? Because there are cannibals out there, <laughs> right? If not, then we better implement this. It's that whole scare tactic, yeah, right. you know. So. Yeah, that's coming straight from the World Economic yes, Forum, who the, wants the, a globalized yes. world. Or we like to call Spectre. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, it all sounds happy and flowery. Oh, yeah. Right, right. And, and who would like not want your government to take care of you? So the, it's utopia. The, the issue I have in that paragraph, it says... Um, Otherwise, we're going to have conflict and unmanageable mass migration. I don't want to sound insensitive to, like, poorer countries. But the reason why there's mass migration is usually because of the way the government operates. Yeah. Not right. not because 
I mean, the reason why there's the level of poverty there is is because the way the government runs in that area. Right. So they're basically saying the only way to fix this is to have a global government over it telling everyone how right. – I mean, how easy <laughs> – I, I, how how would you implement this on a global level when there's countries like this that um, are so there's so much um, like it, it's such a fucked up society already that right. any time a lot of the times any aid that goes into those countries gets just oh, like yeah. picked up by the government anyway right. and doesn't even trickle down to yeah. the fucking uh, right. to the the people that actually need it. Yeah. So how how do you implement this? Do you go hand the benefits specifically well, to each person? And then that's the other part of it. I mean, you you're relying on the government to to on its honor system mm-hmm. hand out the the benefits. And that right? I mean, if that worked, right? All these like the all these aid um provisions that yeah. The the UN or uh, the Red Cross and all these countries that have been pouring money is like look at look at like Haiti for example how much money has oh, been poured right. into yeah. Haiti and it's still yeah. the way it is right yeah how much goes to the people there mm-hmm. you know or how much just gets like funneled through big corporations yep. like possibly the Clinton, the Clinton organization <laughs> 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 yep. not not gonna say that it did but it did um, how much just gets funneled for other purposes yeah. Yeah. I mean and how do you regulate that right. without completely Overthrowing the governments yeah. at a global level, right? Because you can't just have an organization at the top with enough officers to go hand tr- direct right. checks to each person. It's not yeah. like the United States where we have the IRS that we can funnel the checks through. Right? Not every country is going to be like that. So, no. how, how do you implement this? That that yeah. would be my big question. Right? You have all these solutions. How do you implement this yeah. without um, the corruption? Making it not happen or yeah. making things even worse. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I got out of that paragraph. Let's yeah. let's move on though to some of these other uh, proposals. Uh, we got about ten minutes left before we get to break. Um, if people are, do you see anybody commenting? If you're commenting, um, if if you if you have something to say, comment. Bill's gonna check on our comments, um, ask a question. We'll try to address it. Otherwise, we're going to try to get. A little bit of time for Collins here in about 20 minutes, probably. Uh, so we got about 10 minutes until the break, though. But I have a couple other proposals on the table. This one, I, like I said, I, I, I don't want to piss people off with and sound like a chauvinist here, because I think we easily could, being two males. This article from The Wire says it's time to start valuing women's household work by paying homemakers. What do you think of that? Like, on a serious note, without being like, women belong in the kitchen, or, or the, the typical, like, right. male chauvinistic, like, yeah. we're joking most mostly if we say this. But without, without going there, women getting paid salaries, universal salaries for housework, it says, paying salaries to women for housework can give women respect, recognition, and dignity, and empowerment. The question then is, who will pay for it? Well, obviously, we know who's going to pay for it. What do you think, without even reading the, this article? No. No? <laughs> no. I mean, okay, first of all, you can't put a price on what a mother, a stay-at-home mother does, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were, you're not putting enough on there. Mm-hmm. And second of all, 
then you're devaluing the working mothers. Yeah. Right? Because they're they're coming home and they're they're house moms too, you know? But they work, so suddenly they're not as good as a mother who well, doesn't work. Nowhere in here does it say anything about the stay-at-home fathers. It specifically says stay-at-home well, women. Of course, empowering stay-at-home women. fathers suck, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything. <laughs> they can't do dishes. They endanger their kids' lives. <laughs> Obviously, they, they give their kids guns, and they just right. run around the house in, like, WrestleMania-style. Yeah. Dad, I'm hungry. But that, that's oh, basically what... Yeah, you got your Easter basket, right? Yeah, there you go. What's the problem? <laughs> There's some ice cream in the fridge. But, again, it's... I mean, without, obviously... Sounding, I mean, there's going to be the hardcore feminists. I doubt any of them are anywhere near listening to this show. Yeah. Um, but they would say they would have an issue with me saying, "What about stay-at-home fathers?" Right. Because you want this equality thing, right? Where it's just like, well, why should the mom be the one to stay at home? Yeah. When the mom could go, like, so many men have a problem with women making more money. First of all, I have no issue with that. Uh, if you want to make, if my wife wants to make more money, oh, that more I, please. I, I encourage that. <laughs> yes. And if I could stay at home. For the love home, of God, please. <laughs> I don't know if I'd stay at home. No, but, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I just can't sit still. It's not, yeah. not nothing to do with my kids, mostly. It's I can't sit still. <laughs> but again, it does, like the same people that say, well, women should be there, there should be no problem with the man staying home. Right. But nowhere in here does it say it's right. time to start valuing stay-at-home dad's housework right. and yeah. paying We're stay homemakers. We're the stay-at-home parent. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> isn't this article, it's out of India, right? It's just The Wire. I don't know what's out of. Yeah. But it says, they say it is love. We say it's unwaged work, says somebody. Um, Shasi Theroux tweeted January 5th, uh, 2021, I welcome the idea of recognizing housework of a salaried profession with the state government paying a monthly wage to homemakers. This will recognize and monetize the services of women homemakers in society, enhance their power and autonomy, and create near universal basic income. I mean, and if a mom has six kids and, and, and one mom has a, one kid, should they get the same? I mean, how, how do you even put a value on that? This must be in India because of all the names. No, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's just a wire, so I yeah. assume... Yeah, see, here. in India, I think they're... I, I mean, forgive my ignorance, but I think it, it's more customary for mm. the women to stay home. Yeah, but it, it doesn't say anywhere on here, India. It just says the wire. I know, but but all the names in there. Again yeah. Oh, are it's the wire dash in dot cdn. So it's probably dash India. India. Yeah. So, sorry, but still, this is an idea that's yeah, out there. I'm right. sure it, it comes around. I'm sure people have thrown the idea around here in the United States too. Yeah. It says, uh, this person says, "Don't put a price tag on sex. We have it have with our love. Don't pay us." For mothering our own, this is a person opposing the idea. We don't need salary for being the queen of our own little kingdom, our home. Stop seeing everything as business. Surrender to your women, your woman. She needs all of you, not just your love, respect, or salary. Um, anyway, it's just a lot of opinions. I yeah. just the idea there, yeah, of um, paying to stay home. But the same people that said, "Hey, we should pay home," that say we should pay. A, Wives to stay home are the same people that are saying, well, giving universal basic income isn't right. necessarily convincing people not to work. It's doing the opposite. It's right. like you, you can't say both. You right. can't have it on both sides. Yeah. <clears throat> and I get <clears throat> I get that some parents can't afford to <laughs> 
put their kids in daycare and right. they have to stay or they yeah, don't have daycare that option. Yeah, is expensive. Mm-hmm. But but if they go the idea of what some of the Democrats want to do and, you know, make universal daycare. Yeah. Right? Then they wouldn't even have to worry about it. Right. I mean, there are options out there. So I'm not even going to dig too much in this. I just I just saw the uh, that, yeah. that headline. No, it's like, an interesting huh. idea. But again, I just I don't think, you know. And I, again, I, I don't. Here in the United States, I don't see anybody seeing that as empowering. It's like, no. you think I need to get paid to stay? Yeah. You're going to pay me to stay home? I shouldn't right. be the one staying. It's not going to be seen as an empowering no. thing. No. If it is, it's like, again, it's going to be the irony be- of <laughs> the same side saying, yeah. like speaking out two sides of their mouth. It's right. going to be like, well, men shouldn't be the ones c- expecting their women to stay home. But if women do want to stay home, we should pay women to stay right. home. Yeah. Yeah, but what if the man wants to stay home? Then well, that's on them. He should go get a job, <laughs> is what they would probably say. I mean, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, they they have double standards. Right. No, I know that. Triple standards, quadruple yes. standards. Yeah. I mean, there's no logic really yeah. behind. Multidimensional standards. Yes. <laughs> you, you can't even process the, the standards. level of standards. <laughs> like, it's dimensions we've never even heard of. Mass chaos. I didn't even know there was six dimensions, but there are six-dimensional Standards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lost my... Th- I, I confused myself there. Yes. A couple more proposals. Like like I mentioned early on, is there's a couple... There's a few cities that are already proposing their own form of universal basic income. In the second half, we're going to dig into our reasons, more reasons. I mean, we've yeah. already given our opinions of why this is a bad idea. Right. But it goes further than just, well, that's just going to make a lazy bunch of... Uh, a lazy <sighs> generation that nobody's going to want to work. Which... It probably will. Yeah. Like I said, that one person that said, $5,000, I'm quitting my job. It's <laughs> right. like, yeah. that's going to be the knee-jerk reaction. It's yeah. like, $2,000 a month? Fuck, I don't need to work. Right. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we'll get into some more, some deeper reasons why that this is bad in the second half. So definitely stay tuned for the second half because we're going to dig deeper than just some of these proposals. But I did want to bring up some of these city proposals. First one being um, Chicago. Of course. Of course, Chicago. Yes. Says Alderman takes the first step towards a universal basic income pilot program. So this is just a trial program. Other countries have tried it. Like I think it was Sweden that or Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland. I saw um, uh, Mongolia. Yeah. And I think uh, France tr- did a trial run. Yeah, and Iran actually tried. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're great. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're. Proposing a trial run in Chicago. It says Alderman Gilbert Villejas um, hopes to use $30 million of... Do you know where this $30 million is coming from? Social Security. Federal relief funds. Oh, The stimulus money that's going around. Okay. Uh, that they're handing out to the states and funneling to the local. Sure. They're wanting to use $30 million in the federal relief funds. And if I remember correctly, Illinois got a good chunk of that oh, change. Oh, they got a ton of yeah. it. Be- yeah. It says, um, to test the idea of a guaranteed basic income. As a test, he envisions giving 5,000 of Chicago's neediest families $500 a month, no strings attached. What the hell is it in Chicago? Uh, what does that do? You can't buy a hot dog for 500 bucks in Chicago. <laughs> right. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> seem like a noteworthy trial run. To no. Me. 500 bucks in one of the most expensive cities, cities yeah. in the country. Right. But they're going to give it a try and see what it does. 
says, arguing that the coronavirus pandemic has been an equal opportunity destroyer in, Chica in Chicago's black and brown communities. Chicago aldermen on Thursday took their first step towards a trailblazing solution, universal basic income. Alderman uh, Gilbert Vallejos, chairman of the city council's committee on economic and capital development, led his committee through a subject matter hearing he hopes will quickly result in launching the guaranteed income pilot using $30 million of the $1.8 billion of federal relief funds on its way to Chicago. Vallejos and his co-sponsor, Alderman Sophia King and Maria Haddon, envision a pilot program that will give 5,000 neediest families 500 a month, like they just said, why, why are you repeating yourself? Similar pilot in L.A. identified 500 households run by single mothers. Chicago's experiment could be similar, similarly targeted, or the monthly checks could go to households within certain income limits. If you take a look where most of the need would be, it would probably fall in the black and brown communities for sure. I mean, this pandemic has been an equal opportunity to destroyer. Uh, said Vallejos, noting that 60% of African Americans and 72% of Latinos have had to dip into their savings. I don't they have savings? <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> what the fuck's a savings? Wait, what? <laughs> and 35% of white families have had to do the same to try to survive this pandemic. <laughs> what the fuck's a savings? The one year time frame would give the city time to demonstrate to corporations and philanthropic organizations that we have skin in the game, Vallejos said. After that, he's hoping corporate and private donors will bankroll a much broader program. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to happen. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's not the first time Chicago has considered climbing aboard a guaranteed income bandwagon and now includes more than 44 cities and towns nationwide. I did not know I that. I did not know that either. Two years ago, Task Force, task force on Universal Basic Income in Chicago appointed then-Mayor Rahm Emanuel to suggest giving... 1,000 struggled Chicagoans, monthly payments of $1,000 to break the cycle of poverty. Their 50-page report pegged the cost at $12 million to be bankrolled by an unspecified mix of city funds and philanthropic dollars. But the report got lost during the change in administration. <laughs> sure it did. <laughs> well, that, that just seems to be the case. That's yep. what it seemed, I think happened in, um, was it Switzerland? was uh, they switch government hands. No, it was in Ontario. Ontario tried something oh. a few years back, and um, they switched government hands, and they are just like, yeah. nah, the same Who, working. Who's the mayor of Chicago? Who's that chick? I can't. Uh, oh. light, uh, light, Lightfoot? Lightfoot, yes. Yeah. yeah, I could see her taking that piece of paper and be like, yeah. whoops, we lost that one. <laughs> During Thursday's hearing, Michael Tubbs, <laughs> Mr. Tubbs, the former mayor of Stockton, California, Discuss the stereotypical fears voiced by his city's pilot program was launched, which I have. That was the other one I want to talk about was Oakland. Uh, no, that was Stockton. So Stockton tried this okay. or addressed this, but Oakland's trying it or proposing it now. How did it turn out in Stockton? I just, I, I don't know. It says critics warned the monthly check would make struggling recipients stop working. Instead, they worked more, Tubbs said. Freaking Tubbs. <laughs> And we're twice as likely to exit from part-time work to full-time jobs. I don't huh? know if I believe that. So they're twice as likely to go from part-time job to full-time jobs because wow. they're getting money. How? It says when Why? you're working paycheck to paycheck, you don't have paid time off. 
To interview for another job is tantamount to taking a risk that could cost you $200. It could cost you an eviction. So a lot of people are stuck where they are. So it's saying people don't have time to take off to right. find better jobs. Oh, okay. So, but with getting that money coming in, they're, they, had they a take the of risk. Cushion of, to take, yeah, to yeah. take that risk. Says the naysayers, former or further warned recipients would spend the monthly stipend on drugs and alcohol. That sounds like a boomer thing to say. Yeah, like, oh, they're just going to spend all that money yeah. on drugs. <laughs> Instead, stress and depression levels decreased among the beneficiaries. Tubbs called it comparable to Prozac. Well, I don't want to compare this to horrible Prozac. Why comparison would you compare it to Prozac to, to drugs. Freaking Tubbs. <laughs> Tubbs noted, well, you're, you get addicted to it like Prozac. Right, oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, right. it is a, absolutely yeah. what he said. You get that high, that rush, and you get right. addicted to it. Tubbs noted former President Franklin Delano, Delano Roosevelt responded to a pandemic and the Great Depression by thinking differently about our economy. There's that comparison yeah. again. So Chicago's going to try it, $500 a month for, what I say, 5,000 people or 1,000 Sounds people? like they're, they're half-assing it. It does. It really does. I mean, five hundred bucks. Well, the thing is, if you half-ass something, and if it doesn't work out, you could always be like, you know, we didn't actually give this a right. full shot. You didn't give us a chance because yeah, right. we only had five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Because that's what they're saying about Ontario. That's uh, what they're saying about Switzerland. It's just like, well, we haven't actually done right. a full test. Yeah. So then, a few, a year or so from now, when people are like, no, we try this, you can be like. No, we didn't try it right. Let's do it right and just throw yeah. a ton of money on it. Because yeah. you can pa easily pass a small amount of government-handed-to-you money already. Yeah. If it Whether it passes or fails, you can be like, we need to try this again. Um, we didn't have as much money. I mean, we got you to agree to a little bit amount. Right. What about a little bit more money? Right. It's just like the whole, uh, like every everything we say, it's just like once they start dipping into it, it's hard to stop dipping right. into it. Yeah. And it's easy to make... <laughs> make a statement for more. Um, the other one, was, like I said, was Oakland, is launching one of the largest universal basic programs yet. Largest, which is $500 a month. <laughs> Again. For how many families? Um, $500 a month. Oakland families receive, uh, that meet a certain threshold uh, of $500 a month with no rules on how they spend it. Again, that whole no stipulation whatsoever. Right. Um so far, raised $6.75 million from the private donors. So remember when I said um, Chicago expected the private donors yeah. and the private sector to fund this in the future? Yeah. Well, they are proposing six—they've uh, raised $6.75 million to pay $500 a month for how long? I don't think—because wasn't Chicago's like $16 million that they were That's using? That's what I thought, yeah. It's like we're not even coming close from the private sector. No, it was, it was $30 million. Was it? Yeah, it was thirty million of uh, COVID relief dollars. Yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't. Oh, targeting up to six hundred families. So it probably depends on how much money yeah. they raise. Says mayors across the country have launched small temporary programs and coordinated efforts to convince Congress to adopt a program nationally. There's, yeah, there's the deal. Yep. There, they're they're implementing their own so they can be like, look, this kind of works. Yeah. Or if they say, look, this doesn't work because we don't have the federal backing that right. we need. Either yeah. way, it's a lose lose. Like point out the fact, like help us yeah. out here. I mean, if they if they were serious about it, right? They would take the people, and they'd look at what they make, and they would designate like a like a certain percentage, right? If you make this amount of money, you get this percentage. If you mm -hmm. make this amount of money, you get this percentage. Give them like two years and see how it goes, right? Right. Well, I saw one. Maybe it was one country that was proposing it. They were proposing 
doing a trial run where they had like doppelgangers, like the same person with the same amount of money working basically the same job they give it to, yeah. and they have a same person same in the trial that they don't give it to. And it's kind of oh, like okay. doing a placebo type test. Right. See, kind of who, like who, uh, how it affects them right. when they have the exact same set of like background. But still, yeah. there's outside factors that affect people differently. Well, so whether yeah. or not they have the same job, the same amount of money, the same, same amount of kids, kids, it doesn't matter. Right. There's outside factors like a family yeah. member could die. There's the right. unknowns there yeah. that could affect it, or just their mindset. Like you know, I'm just gonna go blow this on a fucking TV, or somebody's <laughs> like, I'm going to invest this in a company. You know, it's right. It, just because they have the same qualities doesn't make them the same right. person. Yeah. So I'm about ready for a break. Are you? Yeah, let's do a break. We, we've dug into a lot of the proposals. Yeah. Like what they're saying, what they're wanting. I mean, it's we're, we're right around the corner from it. Yeah. A the, year ago, I probably would have said that's a yeah. long shot. We were, yeah, and we we talked about it in the past, and mm-hmm. we just said, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. It, there's just no way people are going to go for it. But here we are, not post-COVID, middle of COVID? Uh, probably in an unending uh, COVID In crisis. a post-COVID world. No. Anyways, <laughs> but it, it's, it's quickly becoming reality. Mm-hmm. And because, because, like I said, like you said, keep getting that money thrown yeah. at us. We keep getting that high, that shoot yeah. up, that fix. Yeah. And... It's like the Prozac, like he said. Like he, I mean, he said it best when he yeah. compared it to Prozac. It's yeah. like, wow, that made me feel good. Yeah. And a couple weeks later, it's like, I don't feel so good anymore. Give me more Prozac. Yeah. So you throw more money at it, and then you don't feel. You get addicted. You get yeah. dependent yeah. on that federal but freaking diarrhea. Like, yeah. minimum wage right. again is a classic example. Do I think minimum wage is sustainable? No. And do I think two thousand dollars a month is going to be sustainable? No, I don't. But it's going to be the same argument yeah. for minimum wage as it is for the minimum basic income that they're talking about. Yeah, We're going to get into break because we are over our time for our first hour. So we'll be back here. Give us about five minutes or so, and we'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net.
All right, we are back, and I have the wrong music to bring us back in, so it confused me. I'm like, are we starting over again? Because <laughs> we usually have yes, that yeah, transition music, and I confused myself. So yeah, the other one, it's a wrap. We're moving on. Yep, we're starting over. Just starting over. So if you if you like the first half, you get to hear it again. No, not really. Um, we are back, and we're live, and we have an opportunity for you guys to call in and give your opinions. We posted. The link for the Zoom chat in the flipping uh, YouTube video comment section. So go there. Um, we also posted it in the Facebook forum if you can't find it in the YouTube comments. So go there, too. Um, call us in. Let us call in to us and let us know how you what you think of all this stuff. If you think uh, this universal basic income is a good idea, if yeah, you think even you, just the emergency stimulus checks yeah. would right. be a good do idea. You, do you like sucking on the government's teeth i mean let us know i mean yeah just i mean if you do that's on you if you if you think this is a good idea that's on you i see this as and i'm going to get into it more in this half that this is going to be a direct threat to our freedoms and liberties as yeah. we know it whether you like it or not whether yeah. you agree with it or not that's what i think well and, and i'm sorry no. uh, uh Again, the government doesn't do anything because they're trying to be helpful. Mm -mm. There's always an agenda behind it. They can and say it, strings, no strings attached right. all they want, but there's definitely going to be strings There's always attached. strings, and it's usually to get more power and more control over mm -hmm. you. Yeah, and we've talked about this since the show started. Yeah. it's they give, You give up a little bit of your freedoms for a stimulus check. You give up a little more freedoms for government protection for the vaccines. You give up a little bit of freedoms for another... Yeah. Two stimulus checks. Yeah. Uh, a monthly stimulus check. or For House payment. House, yeah. Um, or the government um, unemployment increase. Yeah. Right. Just, let's just, little by little, they're hashing away a little more of our freedoms yeah. in the name of all these other things. That's That was what we said in the very first, I think it was the, not even the first episode, I think it was uh, our uh, kind of promo video for it. It's just like, yeah. we're sick of people... It's like giving up their freedoms in the name of X or the name yeah, of Y, right. um, giving it, just handing it out freely because we think the government's going to yeah, take care of us. The fact that you can put a dollar amount on your freedom is frightening mm -hmm. because you don't get it back. No, no, you don't. Like, like we've, we constantly pound into you. Once you give it up, you're going to, like, it's going to be just little by little yeah. gradually. And you're going to look back and be like, where the fuck did our freedoms go? Where did this go? Where did it all go? And by that point, it's going to be too late. Yeah. It, you're not going to be able to vote it back. You're not going to be able to write your congressman and say, hey, I, I, I kind of want this freedom back. No, you gave it up for the, for right. the checks. Yeah. And uh, this isn't a, just a fear porn, fear mongering right. comment. It uh, This is just the reality of it. Yeah. And so many people are, oh, not in the United States. That They wouldn't do that. Um, they're politicians. Pol politicians. Political science is the science of gaining and, and managing power. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. And um, if the they weren't interested in power, they would have left office after one or two terms instead of staying in for fifty years. Right. You know. Yeah. If they just wanted to make a difference, and right. um, yeah, I, what what have you been doing for fifty years? Yeah. So, and it's the same with like the whole COVID thing. We we said a few weeks ago, COVID's not going away because Dr. Fauci has his power, yeah. and without COVID. 
He yeah. has nothing. Right. So, of course, he's going to keep saying, you know what? There is this double mutant yeah. strain in <laughs> India that's now in, what, yeah. San Francisco or something? Yes. Of course, yeah. it's in San Francisco. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's all, it's all a power grab. If you think that the majority of politicians aren't just about power grabs, even the— even the diehard socialist ones aren't about power grabs. You're you're out yeah. of your damn mind. So let me make sure nobody has tried to call in. I thought I had a, a beeper on it to make sure, but nope, nobody's called in yet. The Zoom link is there. Call in and let us know what you think because we value your opinion. We want to hear from you. We want to hear adverse opinions too because, I yeah. mean, we could be wrong. Right. But from everything we see... We're we're heading more in the right direction than the wrong right. direction. So, and this just kind of lines up with many of our other episodes that we've brought up. If you, if you've heard us talk about, hey, we've talked about this in the past, like the World Economic Forum. We did right. a whole episode on the World Economic Forum and the yes. Great Reset. We've done a whole episode on the Green New Deal. We've done entire episodes on socialism, like the rise of socialism and the background of communism yeah. and stuff. So we have episodes out there where we have broke this down much further than what we've kind of briefly mentioned mm-hmm. in today's episode. So go back and check out some of our old episodes because it's kind of been the pattern in the direction we've not even intentionally gone with this. It's just the way the world is right. going. So um, this is the direction we see the world going. So it's the direction we take our show. Um, so... Like I said in the first half, I want to dig more into what the problems of having UBI, as as gross as that sounds, of this uh, government federal diarrhea would be. The problems behind it. And we mentioned some that like the the more common, the more commonly thrown out there from opponents of universal basic income, like sp- specifically Republicans will say that's just going to make more welfare people lazier. Right. It's just going to make people not want to go get jobs. And they've addressed this. They, We read that one article where in, what was it, what did we say, Stockton was like, no, they were two yeah. times more likely to go right. get full-time yeah, They're going to take risks and they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, go out and get interviewed when they might lose a job. They, they'll, you know, they, they're going to go for the Gusco. And no, no. I don't, I, I don't see that. Again, come it, back to the same old thing, like somebody quit their job and, over $5,000. And I, I, I honestly, I have no problem if, I mean, I, I do, but it's it's their business. If they, you know, oh, I don't want to work, you know, I, I just want to stay home. I, I'm fine with that. I mean, that's your life, right? right but don't, right. don't bitch and complain about not having the things you need then, you know, if you're just living off the government's tea. Yeah. Right, but right, right. Uh, but that's you. You know, I pay my taxes. What the government does with those taxes, I'm I'm sure is wasted anyways. Oh, so, you 100%. know, 100%. We, we talked about that today yeah. too. <laughs> Just all the the committees and the subcommittees yeah. and the sub subcommittees right. and yeah. uh uh the uh, what was it? They needed what was the comp- the the organization they're sending money to and they had to spend like millions of dollars just on an auditor to audit this Oh, right. This. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like the yeah. money's not even going directly to what yeah. they're they're saying it's going to. So again, we have the the general um, complaints of um, making us a more dependent society. Yeah. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Is um, the welfare system has already made us very dependent on the government society. Yeah, it's made us like I mean, if if you don't need the government, what what are they there for? So they're going to make them. Yeah as needed as possible. You don't, you don't want to work yourself out of a job. Yeah. It's like any job. If you if you do too good, 
if you're like a subcontractor and you're subcontracted to, I don't know, write some kind of computer software. If you do so good that you write computer software that creates computer software that creates cr computer software, right. you just worked yourself out of a job. Right, yeah. And most people don't want that. But and, – and the government's one of those. They don't want to work them. They're not going to create programs no. that make you independent so you don't depend on yeah. the government. They're not going to work themselves out yeah. or – legislate themselves out of a yeah. job and, you know and to me the one of the scariest moments in american history was the new deal when fdr is when the government got into the making jobs business yeah right right and because a government cannot sustain an economy yeah and whenever you have more government jobs than private sector jobs that's a problem right so yeah. you be when your your job is to create jobs that's that's an issue because it, it's got to crash and burn sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Your your job should be as a government is to create a society that the market can sustain itself. Yeah. Without the government's interference. But that's exactly the opposite of what they want. Oh, I know that. Because then <laughs> they're not right. they're out of a job. Yeah, exactly. You don't need them at that point. Mm -hmm. They need to be needed and that means that that you need to depend on them for your 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 income, mm -hmm. for your health insurance, yep. for your housing. For your food. It's you like know, the shitty it. boyfriend that, like, only gives his girlfriend enough money and, like, gives her basically an allowance. It's like, well, if you leave me, you got you don't got shit. Doesn't right. let her go get a job yeah. on her own. Doesn't let her have a car on her own. Yeah. Buys her clothes for her so she doesn't feel that yeah. independence. So yeah. he can be as shitty as he wants to her. Yeah. But where, <clears throat> where are you going to go? You hear it all the time. It's like, oh, where, yeah. where are you going to go? Yeah. What are you going to do? I, I, I'm going to take the kids because obviously I make all the money. Right. You're not going to get the kids because you can't support them. You're right. not going to get a house on your own. How are you going right. to support this? Yeah. That's the government is that shitty boyfriend, and we are that um, abuse victim right. girlfriend, Yeah. whether verbal or physical or whatever, that, that feels like we have to – we can't go anywhere on our own. Yeah. We need – to stay here because we don't want our kids taken away or right. we don't want our house taken away. What yeah. can we do without the government? Right. Yeah, exactly. And and I guarantee you the next election, you're going to have Biden or Harris or whoever's president at the time mm -hmm. be like, well, sure, you could vote for Trump or whatever Republican, or you could go with us. We've been giving you guys money. We'll give you what more. They, we'll we'll give promise you more. you more. What are they going to give you? Yeah. They'll Dying. make it. Yeah. They, they just want to put tax credits on the rich and uh, yeah. make you eat that cost. Right, exactly. Or, better yet, the, the independent, the, the libertarian that just wants you to fucking live your own life. Right, yeah. <laughs> be able to sustain yourself. The ind independent, that libertarian that wants to come in and be like, all right, do away with all these government programs. Good luck, guys. Call me if you need something. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that the bottom line is you can sustain yourself. You can survive on your own. They just don't want you to believe that. Yeah. So, but it goes deeper. There's a much bigger rabbit hole in this universal there, there, basic there income always is. than than we'd even like to believe. And this is the article that really triggered my attention and wanted me to dig more into this this week. This is from ZeroHedge.com. Um, it's called UBI and the Road to Serfdom. What is serfdom? I'm not even sure what that is. You're so, a history major. Yeah, so um, back in the uh, the days of the feudal lords, mm -hmm. right, you had the um, the peasants that were able to live on the lord's land. Uh, yep. And they would they would work the land and then give the feudal lord the food. Okay. And he would 
distribute it out. It out. It distributed yeah. it out to the people. Yeah. Okay. They just went and took. Right. And so those those peasants that worked the land, they were called serfs. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I knew it was something along those yeah. lines. Not not the fun serfs. Not surf surfers. Surfers. Surf. Surfings. So th- this one here says many people think that a universal basic income would be a good substitute for the welfare state. Under this proposal, each person resident in a country uh, would receive a guaranteed income sufficient to live in a modest level. People would get the money unconditionally. Unlike welfare payments, the UBI would not be lessened if people earn more money in addition to the amount it provided. And because it it is not means-tested, absolutely everywhere gets it, even billionaires. It requires no complex bureaucracy to administer. So again, flat rate across the board. The UBI... Shit, a video just popped up. Oh. UBI would cost a great deal of money, but its defenders claim that since... It is a substitute for the welfare state. It would also save the vast amounts of money now required for financial welfare programs. Further, if our economy continues to grow at some point, the UBI will become affordable. Charles Murray, for example, in a short book published a number of years ago, says his version of the UBI, I began this thought experiment by asking you to ignore that the plan was politically impossible today. I end proposing that something like the plan... Capital plan uh, sounds like the the build back better. Right. It's just the plan. The plan is politically inevitable. Not next year, but sometime. Real per capita GNP has grown with remarkable fidelity to an exponential growth equation for more than a century. The critics of UBI aren't conv- convinced and still claim the program will be too costly to implement. So scroll down. It talks about this. Uh, this guy, his name is Samaroff. Antony Samaroff. Um, let's see. It says, Antony Samaroff offers a very able account of this controversy and many other issues connected with UBI. So I wanted to read some of his stuff that he, he said about it. said, um, now a basic income guarantee may begin universal, but as the years wear on, it proves expensive to grant. So it might be plausible now. But in the long right. term, it, it's very, very uh, expensive. Yes. Corners may be cut to ensure its continuance. Hardly anyone would ag- object to UBI being withdrawn from criminals, starting there, for example. So um, it's kind of like you hear a lot of people on <laughs> the Republican side specifically, it's just like, why are we giving um, stimulus checks to criminals right. or uh, to immigrants and stuff? So. Yeah. Starting there, it's like uh, at some point we're going to have to cut corners because it's going to be too expensive. Right. So why not start with criminals, for example? Then perhaps anti for antisocial behavior. So <laughs> coloring outside of the lines again, not falling in line with uh, social norms. Yep. Petty crimes like littering the street. We talked about this, like jaywalking. Right. Petty crimes like littering the street might lead people to receive a penalty against their UBI. A few might moan that this is the beginning of government social engineering program. That is the scariest part of this. Yes. But to most people, it will seem like quite a sensible and reasonable measure. Yeah, when you get to the point, when you get to that point, when you um, program people to believe oh, yeah. in this thing, it's easy to program them to believe, you know, this makes sense. Right. Why not? Why not doctor pay yeah. a little bit for well, it? Well, and a scary example of that is the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. When people came out, well, 
I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. So why, why should I care if the government looks at my emails and listens to my calls? Exactly. Right? It's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. I, they can, all these people are being criminals. I mean, cut their income. Shit, I'm not doing anything wrong. Right? It says clipping, uh, it says, uh, might seem like social engineering, but most people think it's quite sensible and reasonable measure. Clipping people's basic income will soon be the most sensible and appropriate response to many crimes and misdemeanors. So, screw um, like throwing them in jail. We have overcrowded jails. Screw um, finding them. Just, I mean, just yeah. cut a little off the top of their right. universal basic income. Not only could the state use the UBI as an instrument of social control, we have every reason to think those in charge of the state would exercise their power for bad motives. Why would they think that, Craig? I, I, <laughs> never seen examples of that. This is the same class of people who launched a permanent war in the Middle East, wasting trillions of dollars and destroying millions of lives. They're, I mean, they're going straight for the gut punch here. Yes. They bailed out the banks from the public purse and gave themselves raises for telling the rest of the nation that we had to tighten our belts. Right. <laughs> they have robbed the young of opportunity to own a home by sending house prices through the roof and mean to leave them an, a nation in ruin, ruinous debt. So this guy has a lot of opinions about yes. universal basic income. <laughs> Says Samaroff's argument here is consistent with the contention of Hayek's road to serfdom, summarized in the title of Chapter 10, why the worst get on top, but it is not quite the same. Hayek urges or argues that rulers will very likely be bad, but Samaroff's point is not dependent on this thesis. His claim is rather that the evidence shows that our present rulers are bad and will remain so. Thus, they can be expected to abuse the UBI program. So he's basically saying, we have shitty people in office. You right. don't think they're going to do shitty things with the universal basic right. income. It's just how it works. This is a nice graphic of um, a guy painting on a pretty clouds and a sun on the bottom of a boot that's about to squash him, Yeah, which is the government. Samaroff strengthens his case um, that the UBI poses a threat of tyranny by using an admission from Charles Murray, the guy who we talked about uh, was proposing this at the right. beginning, as mentioned above, is a pioneering advocate of the program. He acknowledges that the UBI would require people to have a universal passport. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, the vaccine passport, the right. COVID passport, yep. and a known bank account. Making the most of these admissions, Samroff says, I don't think it's unrealistic to imagine that people may soon be forced to accept a mandatory government ID card in order to claim their basic income. So right now, Christians would be thinking number of the beast? Yes. I mean, that's what they say about everything. Yes, I know. Before long, they will be asked to show it in order to get into government buildings. Then at the airport to get on a plane. I mean, they're talking about all this shit with right. the COVID yep. passport. Right. Yep. I'm not sure when this article was written. Let me see if this... Hang on. i got to remember my spot here. Oh, this was a new one. This was written April 4th, so this is a current article, but I don't know April when... April 4th this year? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure when uh, Samaroff right. made all these claims, if this sure. is a new thing or an old thing, but I feel like he would have compared this to right. the COVID passports if he knew about it. Yeah. Maybe little does he know how realistic this is getting. Says, uh, then uh, to get on a plane, simply to board a train or a bus, then to post a package, then to get into a bar, then a restaurant. Before long, every public place will ask you to show your ID card. You'll be expected to... Produce it to in order to vote, and before long, not voting may result in a fine as well. Right. Just as states freeze the assets 
of suspected fraudsters, they will soon begin freezing the known bank account of political dissenters. Basically, what they're saying is in order for this to work, you have to have a government-sponsored or a, a, bank a nationalized yeah. bank, basically, So to make this easy yeah. for everyone. And then they can track all your your moves. Mm-hmm. They can track everything you buy. They can yeah. <laughs> make a profile. We've talked about how they can make a profile on you based on what you buy and what yep. where you've been. It says, by the time they come for those with radical ideas about freedom from government and tyranny, there will be precious few left to speak out for us. Again. Once it gets to that point, right. it's too late. It's too late. It's gone. One might object to this that the state is capable of demanding a government ID card and controlling people's bank accounts without the UBI. But why gov but why give the government an excuse to perpetrate such horrors on us? Samaroff notes that it is the poor, supposedly those who would gain the most from the UBI, who would be the most vulnerable to its abuse. So the people that are getting the most out of this, because Obviously, like we said, a UBI is going to be across the board. Say two thousand dollars a month, no matter if you're a millionaire or you make two thousand dollars a month. Right. Who's going to be affected by this the most? Right. The poor. The, the poor. people that were supposed to be like bridging right. this inequality gap. Yeah. We now have more power over the, them mm-hmm. because they're the ones that, if you shut it off, would be affected by it. Right. It's not going to be the millionaires. The millionaires can still continue to do their fucking crimes the way they do, yeah. committing fraud or whatever. It's just like, well, we're going to shoot up, shut off your uniform. It's just like, okay, there goes my, <laughs> yeah. my coffee for today. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's nothing. And you think this is unrealistic, this whole idea of the government having like universal bank accounts or whatever and tracking your money and all this stuff. But we run into... This new idea, this new concept known as FedCoin. Have you heard of FedCoin? I have not. You were mentioning it to me earlier, but we did not go into detail. Apparently, the federal government is trying to get into the cryptocurrency world. That's scary. I mean, all the great things you thought about cryptocurrency or didn't think about it, you can throw that out the window once the Fed FedCoin comes in because, I mean, they're like we said, they screw up everything. This article says FedCoin is a new scheme for tyranny and poverty. Again, the same topics, yeah. the same conversation yeah. from a different view. It's not talking about universal basic income. It's talking about this FedCoin. I mean, if they were to impose universal basic income, wouldn't it be easier with a cryptocurrency right. than it would be to send out checks to everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you just hit a couple buttons and it goes out to a billion people. Yeah. So this says if some Congress members get their way, the Federal Reserve may soon... Be on track or soon be able to track many of your purchases in real time and share that information with government agencies. This is just one of the problems with the proposed digital dollar or FedCoin. FedCoin was initially included in the first coronavirus spending bill. I did not know that. I did not either. While the proposal was dropped from the final version of the bill, there is still great interest in FedCoin on Capitol Hill. Some progressives have embraced FedCoin as a way to provide Americans with universal basic income. I guess it is in here. There you go. It's all the same. Yeah. (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, just big old cycle. Both the Senate Banking Committee and the House Financial Service Committee held hearings on FedCoin in June. FedCoin would not be an actual coin, obviously. It's a cryptocurrency. A special account created and maintained for each American by the Federal Reserve. Each month, Fed employees could tap a few keys on a computer, computer, and bingo, each American would have dollars added to his Federal Reserve account. 
This is the 21st century equivalent of throwing, throwing money from helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> Fedcoin could affect private cryptocurrency. We know that. It's going to. It will disrupt uh, private cryptocurrency. It hands down. They'll, they'll strictly regulate private and only allow Fedcoin. Yeah. And the Fed is a scary in- entity on its own. To yeah, give them right. even that more kind of power, power? Right. I mean, that scares the shit out of me. Absolutely. It says FedCoin would not magically increase the number of available goods and services. So same with universal basic income. It's not going to increase right. goods and services. It's going to drive prices up, it says. The damage would do to middle and lower income Americans would dwarf any benefit they receive from their monthly gift from the Fed. So it's basically saying the price would rise more than the amount of the universal basic income you're getting. So it's right. basically having the reverse effect. Fedcoin poses a great threat to privacy. So if you didn't think universal income was bad enough, you're also giving up your privacy with this Fedcoin um, idea that's proposed. The Federal Reserve can know when Fedcoin is used, who is using it, and what they used it for. This information could be shared with government agencies such as the FBI or IRS. Government can use the ability to know how Americans are spending Fedcoin to limit our ability to purchase goods and services favored by politicians and bureaucrats. Anyone who doubts this should recall the Obama administration, Operation Choke Point. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Operation Choke Point invi- involved financial regulators alerting banks that dealings with certain businesses, such as gun stores, would put the banks at reputational risk. So they basically put the banks on the line and yeah. said, if you are allowing business dealings with gun stores, we're putting you at risk. Yeah. You're you're getting this tag, this um this status put yeah. on <laughs> basically what we're saying <clears throat> with the like the whole cell phone tracking is like, well, you are now at an at risk person. Well yeah. they're saying choke point was that with the banks. Right. So it was regulating how the banks did business and could subject them to greater regulation. Says it's so hard to believe the ability to track purchase would be used in the future to discourage individuals from buying guns, fatty foods, or tobacco, or from being customers of corporations whose CEOs are not considered woke by the thought police. Yeah. Fedcoin could be used to encourage individuals to patronize green business, thus fulfilling uh, Fed Chair Jerome, Jerome Jeremy Powell's goal of involving the Fed in the fight against climate change. That's scary as hell. Yeah. I mean, they can. Yeah. They can get anything they want at this point. Yeah. Well, and that's what we were talking about before when we were talking about this is a, a couple months ago, but you know, a carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go past your footprint, you got your carbon credit. Like, exactly. Like your your credits right. determine on your carbon right. footprint. Like, yeah. So now that's going to come off of your Fed coin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, that'll dip into your um, basic income. Well, I mean, Klaus or the the WEF talked about it with like the the minor restrictions or yeah, right. or the things that wouldn't really if you did it wouldn't affect you financially we just right. want you to do it yeah so right. like vaccinations or or green f- purchases yeah. or green yeah. or like not driving a, a 1960 camaro that right. um yeah that that guzzles <laughs> gas yeah yeah so i mean <laughs> or or you know going above your allowed uh you know air conditioning allotment yeah, in the summertime. Right. Sure. Well, you, you ran it at 73 today. We don't really have enough in there yeah, to uh, let you do ha- it again. Yeah, we're, you're going to have to pay for that yeah. out of your income. Um, 
the scary part, all this le- points back to that sentence in that Zero Hedge article about social engineering. Yeah. It's turning you into drones. Like, I mean, you d- I mean, you want this, right? We yeah. got this carrot dangling in front of you. Yeah. Same thing we talked about. Why, why don't they just let us keep our taxes? Because right. then they can't hold that over exactly. you and be like, well, you want this money. You better yeah. do what we say. Well, and I, I guarantee you, I, I'd be curious on the percentage of Americans you talk to that would t- still tell you that, you know, oh, well, that's government money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, yeah. They don't look at that as, as, oh, that's my money. Well, that's what they want. Yeah. That's, oh, I know that. It, that's it's a, part it, of that training. The gods have gifted us this to it. Yeah. The government gods have gifted yeah. this. To, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the, the movie where he's like, am I a generous god? What, oh, what yeah, uh, 300. Uh, yeah, yeah, When <laughs> that's what I, I, yeah. I picture that every time yeah. you, you think about, like, the government giving us our yeah. our paid tax money back. Right. Was, am I a generous guy? It's like, bitch, I gave you that money. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's my money, motherfucker. <laughs> so back to that Zero Hedge article, I talked about how the most vulnerable are going to be the poor. Mm-hmm. This last article, um, I think this is, this is still sa- that Samaroff guy, says certainly the poor who depend solely on their handouts to survive, will quickly become very cautious of what they say and do. But even reasonably affluent people will think twice before risking money. So even, like, the rich, like, the more, like, penny-pinching rich are are going to think twice before they lose any amount of money. I yeah. mean, it's not going to be as much of a risk, but... that uh, Well, and, but I think that's that's when they get into the shame part of it. Oh, yeah. Right? Where they Again, they send the woke police after you. Yep. You know, oh, um, uh, oh this would never happen. But Bezos said this, so, you know, be, everybody starts boycotting Amazon. Yep. You know, the cancel culture goes after them. Mm-hmm. Says the UBI institutionalizes the state as patron and citizens as the ward. There you go. The generous gods thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, before long, we may arrive in a frightening era where payments and penalties are used to mold us into compliant little drones. The utopian dream will have descended into a tyrannical nightmare. So you think it's just about um, us not wanting to <laughs> produce a lazy generation. That's not it at all. Right. Yeah, It's that whole control thing. That's what yeah. I said about the flipping uh, child tax yeah. credit. It's just like, it's just a control thing. Right, right. It's <laughs> yeah. they, they, they will descend into that, that nightmare very quickly yeah. where um, they control everything you say, everything you do. Otherwise, it's like, well... Yeah. I guess you must not want yeah. that money. Uh, and again, I, I don't care what the guy down the street does with his time and money. That mm-hmm. That's on him. My concern is what the government uses to manipulate my freedoms, mm-hmm. you know, my home, my children, you know, to get me to, to try to fit into some mold that they have created. And what, <laughs> they get on and find, hey, uh, Bill Filter is a co-host of this podcast that speaks out against all this yeah. bullshit we're doing. Yeah, let's let's just decrease his yeah. his payment. We're, we're going to shut him down. Mm-hmm. And in order to make that the most effective, yes, it's going to uh, even just the five hundred dollars or two thousand dollars is going to affect the poor the most. They're going to have to make it more of a dependency thing, like they say it's just that minimum oh, wage yeah. or whatever. Where if you want more, then you can go out and get jobs. But they will, it will eventually well. get. But that, and again, that that that's the scary part. Then because then you go be like, uh, there be some kind of appeals court and be like, um, look, 
I, I did I do do this podcast. Um, I did not mean to speak out against the government. I'm sorry. I really need this money to feed my children. Yeah, you got to denounce. Oh, okay. It. Well, then uh, we'll need you to publicly denounce, and we'll probably need you to do uh, some com- community service, maybe at the uh, the solar panel fields. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, work. You can work off some time, and we'll give you that your this, stipend. This could go anywhere. Oh yeah. And yeah. as far dark as you think it could possibly imagine, it mm. can go there. Yeah. Um. But I was saying that they will eventually, because like this article says, that $2,000 a month, yes, that is basic survival money. Like, I think a lot of people could survive off $2,000 a month. Yeah. But it, or no, it's the crypto, the the Fed coin one. Right. What, it, what it'll do is it'll devalue money mm. to the point where that $2,000 a month really isn't even getting you as oh. much as your current yeah current money is getting right. you. And that's what I'm saying. Then you're looking at an $8 gallon of, ga- of uh, milk. Yeah. You and know. then you're, yes, you are getting that money that's supposed to be basic sustainment, but yeah. now you can't afford as much as you did before. So now yeah. you're dependent on the government to give you more. Yeah. And once you become fully dependent, not yeah. just like survival mode, like fully dependent on it, that's when everybody, like right. the whole middle class will be affected oh, by Oh, yeah, it. because here's the thing. Again, you're going to want, they're going to look at the government to pick up more and more services. Again, mm-hmm. universal health care, housing, uh, transportation, um, you know, food, you know, all kinds of things. Energy, is, they're going to look to the government for that. And the way the government's going to be able to pay for that is they're going to have to raise taxes. So even if you have a decent job and you're getting your UBI, that decent job is going to, the tax rate's going to go up on that. So you, then yep. you'll become even more dependent on the UBI. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, I mean, it's, it is. It's a drug. It's mm-hmm. a gateway drug. It this, is. The stimulus money here is a gateway drug to yeah. something far worse. Yeah. And then <laughs> the more you throw at it, the more you need to throw yeah. at it. Yeah. And, there, and there's a lot of people taking the bait. Yeah. Um, had. Real quick, we're we are running out of time. Nobody called in. I thought maybe we'd get somebody Me who too. had some kind of opinion, but nobody's called in. We, we still need, have the lines open. Yes. Call in. Maybe give us your opinion. We need more controversial subjects, apparently. Mm-hmm. Something that really pisses people off to get them to call in. Well, I think a lot of our li- regular listeners at this point are like, you know, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're not going to disagree yeah, with know. us too much because right. this is kind of the direction um, it's going. Yeah. And people that listen to us already know that. Yeah. If they're not listening, or if they've listened to us and disagree, they've <laughs> tuned us out a long time ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this <laughs> this other article here talks about um, also universal basic income being the threat of tyranny, and there was one um, paragraph in particular I wanted to read because this is I never even thought of this this way. Basically. Your rights and freedoms that you have aren't given to you by your government because they feel that you deserve them. It's because your government needs you. So listen to this paragraph, and then I'll explain more. I don't want to dig too much. It says, similar trends wherever we look, European feudalism developed in fertile lands where mostly independent farmers grew their crops and needed nothing but protection from violence, which they got from their decentralized states, led by weak kings who depended heavily on more and more layers of nobles and professionals who could assert their rights. You're talking the nobles and the serfs. Mm-hmm. They would <laughs> take from the, the peasants or whatever. Yeah. says, oh, this isn't the paragraph I wanted, but it says, East 
Meanwhile, the dry lands of Mesopotamia and Egypt required large-scale irrigation projects to cultivate, which could not be done by single families. They depended on the state to create them, and those states developed centralized absolute monarchies. Um, let me... Okay, here's the paragraph. It says, We don't have to go back to ancient history to see this trend. These days, we have many countries in the world whose incomes are based on extracting resources from the ground, requiring little to no participation from the common people. Which countries are functioning democracies and which are autocracies? The World Bank gives us a list of countries ordered by what percentage of their merchandise exports come from fuels. Mm. Again, fuels comes from the ground, takes very little like people to extract it from the ground. So the majority of the income comes from fuel, not from right. the people. So it says, uh, <laughs> this is the list the World Bank gives of um, <laughs> people having 50% or more uh, income coming from the ground. It's Iraq, Ang Angola, Algeria, Brunei, Kuwait, Azerbaijan, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, K Kazakhstan, Russia, Oman, Norway, Colombia, Bolivia, and Bahrain. Can we notice a trend? How many of these countries provide a good set of political rights for their citizens? Mm -hmm. Basically, what this is saying is the countries that make the majority of their money with the fewest amount of people have the least amount of rights. Right. That makes sense. They're the ones that, like, screw over their people. Mm. They're the ones that have the worst human rights um, mm. um, policies. The, mm. <laughs> the, the record human rights record is just atrocious in a lot right. of these countries because they don't need the people. Right. The ones that are the flourishing democracies that have the most rights are the, the ones that make their money off industrial. Yeah. Like... You have to have the workers to bring in the money. Right. United States is an industrial country. It used to be an ag more agricultural. Yeah. But now it's primarily industrial since the Industrial Revolution. That's how we became as powerful of a country as right. we are. Says this should not be surprising. The pattern is not often discussed as it conflicts the image we like to have of political rights as being the result of enlightenment and struggle of the heroes of our past who overthrew despotic regimes and created a better world for everyone. But reality, unfortunately, seems more cynical than that. We do not get our rights because we deserve them or even because we fight for them. We get our rights because the government needs us. It is a common hope that countries that escape poverty will move on to adopt democracy, and this indeed happened in some notable cases like South Korea and Taiwan. But South Korea and Taiwan became rich from industry which means their wealth came from the work of their citizens. Meanwhile, Qatar and Angola became rich from natural resources, and their political situation became no better. A country that generates its wealth from its citizens has no choice but to keep those citizens happy, at least to some degree. A country that generates its wealth from oil wells only needs to keep a handful of mercenaries happy as they guard the access to those wells. So everybody else just gets screwed over. And this is the real danger of universal basic income. Right now, we are in an industrial society. We still need the people and the workers. But they're saying the reason, a lot of the reasoning before the pandemic hit for universal basic income was because the world's going to be taken over by robots and there's going to be less work and stuff. So, I mean, it's just reality. Well, it is. And, and I think if you were to look at where we were at, say, you know, about 100 years ago, we are far more industrialized than where we are now. Mm -hmm. We are far more of a, a, a service-based um, um, economy. 
Yeah. And so we, we don't produce as much as we used to produce. And when the people felt they were being mistreated, they that's when unions were formed. That's when unions were a good thing. And they rose up against the government and mm-hmm. said, you need us. Yeah. And so they got more rights. Yeah. And they got more uh, higher wages and things like that. Says the real... Um, the real danger of universal basic income, it makes the citizens unnecessary to the government. Mm-hmm. In the suggested world of a universal basic income, what puts pressure on the government to maintain democracy and political rights? Will they be afraid of a popular uprising? The people have nothing to th- threaten them with. In reverse, the government has everything to threaten you with. Exactly. With this, you know, Like we read from that other article. Yeah. A person who does not pay taxes cannot threaten to stop paying taxes. Violent revolution, history shows the government tends to be significantly better than common people in using violence. Look at all these like countries mm-hmm. that we mentioned. Yeah. I mean, chemical warfare or like chemical attacks on their people or just, yeah. just starving out their people. And, and, and that's another part of, as of right now, in the United States, I would say that the people are just as proficient with violence. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> That's probably why there's a big push for gun laws. Exactly. All the citizens have left is goodwill of the people in power, which can last for one or two generations, but past examples give little reason to be optimistic about long-term sustainability. We have no shortage of examples from recent years. How much of the Arab Spring was made of people demanding political rights from governments who had no need for them? Again, those states that... um, we're yeah. in oil, con- oil-producing countries. Look what happened to them afterwards. Yeah. If tens of thousands of people in an industrial country start an uprising, it can paralyze the national economy and create serious problems. Look at the labor union uh, uprisings in, like, the 50s and right. 60s. If millions of people start an uprising in an oil state, what can they do? Unless they have support from some external force, like the United States— um, as in some example we have seen in recent years, they will be no more than a nuisance for a heartless regime. We might wish there were that were not the case, but the world is full of dead protesters and revolutionaries <laughs> who say otherwise. Damn. This is true. Damn, it is. 100% true. Yeah. That is why this is scary to me. Yeah. The amount of control the government will have over you mm-hmm. if they impose universal basic income. You think it's all about inequality gap being shrunk, the people, again, that are most affected are going to be the poor. They're going to be the ones that have to get in line. Yeah. The majority, like the vast majority, whether it be the poorest or the middle class, because I think it'll eventually work its way till the, to where the middle class is in desperate need of this, oh, too. absolutely. Absolutely. So if you get the lower class and the middle class on board where they're having to follow you yeah, at every whim for their <laughs> right to universal basic income. I mean, that's ma- that's probably ninety percent well, of the country. Yeah, and, and for me, it's looking at it in conjunction with other things we've talked about, such as the Great Reset, Build mm-hmm. Back Better. It's a way to manipulate the populations to live in areas that they want you to live in. Right. You know, to live under the circumstances they want you to live in. Uh-huh. You know, where there is no private property because the government provides for everything. Yep, that's that. Well, that's it. And, and this is another stepping stone towards that. Yeah, all this is a stepping stone towards that whole globalization um, scenario that we're <laughs> we're terrified of, but it's coming. Where 
the powers, and I don't even think it's going to be the U.S. powers. It's going to be global powers are going to have full 100% control yeah. over your every move. Yeah. If if they say, hey, we want to shove you into tiny little um, cubicles, you have yeah. to because what are you going to do? Yeah, because we already know that the priority is, you know, the the emergency, the this national disaster of climate change is the next thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this, this whole um, health crisis yeah. of climate change and how it's displacing millions. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that I, they, they brought it up. The World Economic Forum article mm -hmm. I read brought that yeah. up. Yeah. It, with the pandemic and the <laughs> ongoing uh, climate crisis, yeah. this is something we need yeah. to bridge the inequality. Right. Yep, in, in the name of saving the planet, we have to do it this way. You know, it's it's funny to me that this bridge, bridging the gap of inequality, never ever gets us closer to being equal to the people who are proposing these things. Because I again I, I bring up the whole rise of like the Communist Party or the whole uh, Bolshevik Russia and stuff. It's like how many of the majority were at the level of the people calling the shots ever? They're never. They're, I mean, all it does is it brings all the people that are closer to the top down yeah. to bridging yeah. that equality gap with the poor. Yeah, and then there's a more a more vast gap between the people at the very top calling the shots. Yeah, they, they become these useful idiots. Yeah, that's yeah, and it. that's what they want. Yeah. Drones. Right, with the, the promise of greatness, with the promise of, of virtual signaling, with the per promise of, oh, you know, it's good for the collective. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good for humanity to right. do it this way. But at the end of the day, you're no better than anybody else, and they're just going to throw you on the heap, yeah. and, and they're done with you. They use you, they throw you on the heap, Hey, thanks for giving us that that leg up. You know, now we're we're a little bit higher on the food chain. Yeah, and you're a little bit lower. Yeah, you're you're. I mean, we did bridge that gap. The gap yeah. is smaller. You're just lower down. Yeah, exactly. You're all just um, begging us for your daily ration of bread. Yeah. yeah. In the in the food line. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's where this that's where this heads. I'm yeah, sorry. It uh, is. You, this might be a a very negative look at something that you think is going to be yeah. good. People, governments are inevitably bad. Yeah, and it goes back to an argument made a long time ago on whether or not a, a utopia is possible. No, it's not, because there are always going to be people that think that they need to be above everybody mm -hmm. else. Yeah, you look at the book um, um, Animal Farm. Mm -hmm. We haven't read it yet, but we talked about it, yeah. how um, <laughs> the pigs, or the, all the, the whole farm overthrew mm -hmm. the farmers because they wanted equality, but then the pigs just filled in that spot, and then they turned into, like, the tyrannical yeah. rulers. It's just like, it's yeah. just a cycle. Nothing changes. No. And we don't get closer. We don't all just collectively get richer. That's yeah. No, we just collectively all get put in a shittier position because yeah. the shittier position you're in, the easier you are to control. Yeah. Hands yep. down. That's it. And like, like the article is saying, the ones that are going to be most susceptible are going to be the ones that are on the bottom. So you push everyone towards the bottom, yep. then we're all susceptible. Yep. Because we, we're all that much more like, please, sir, can I have some more? Like Oliver Twist holding yeah. out our hands for more because right. we're that much closer to the poverty line. Yeah, and I mean they're not going to make they're not going to raise us up to be no more powerful and like because more <laughs> like 
higher wealth independence makes you more dependent, makes you more powerful against, like I said, they're not going to work themselves out of a job. If that's the goal, then they would be giving $5,000 a month to these families instead of $500 Yes, right, right. But that's not they want. They just want to give you, like, just just give you a little fix. Just some crumbs to get you excited to make you think that there's some possibilities there. Well, unfortunately, nobody called in this week. We're going to have to get calls in. We what are the hell, out of time, people? though. What the, what the hell? Yeah. I, I hope you all got something out of this and are, are <laughs> have a more un- better understanding of where this goes, more so than just, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of lazy people, because that's not it at all. No, I don't give a fuck if yeah. you're lazy or not. Yeah, I really don't. I'm I, I myself like to be lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my problem is when it starts to affect my freedoms. Yes. And yeah. that's... That's this whole show. If you're, um, if you're supporting something that affects my freedoms, I've got a problem with that. Yeah, that is not the direction we want to go as a country, the, yeah. as the free world, the, the the top of the free world, supposedly, quote unquote. Yeah, we we need to be heading more to a free society, not further from it. Mm-hmm. But we are out of time. Um, got anything else? Any more comments? Um, are you just just uh, you know? <sighs> As these bills continue to come out, and there will be several more this year, um, you know, keep an eye on them. Right. You know, and call your congressperson, call your representatives. I don't know if it'd be good, but be heard. You know, right. and because it, it's getting to the point where we need to stop saying no. We yeah. need to start saying no more. We don't want any more of your money. We don't want any more of our money. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and and you know, just let us do our thing and. Yeah. Because right now, you know, the the longer we stay quiet and keep accepting the money, they're going to keep dolling it out. Right. Because we're just staying quiet. It's like, oh, well, this is, must be what they like. Yeah. This must be what they want. So we'll keep giving it to you. Well, it's, again, I mean, the other thing is talk to people about this. Yeah. Even if it's people that are fully supportive of it. The, the odds are they're not going to listen to you because they've made up their mind. But right. somebody might listen to you that's never heard this side of it before. Our slogan, our mantra is... Never stop talking. And that was intentional. It wasn't just like, hey, we like to run our mouths. Let's not stop talking. It was, we have to keep talking about this because people don't know the shit. This is shit that I didn't even know or even think of. Most of this stuff that we talk about on our show is stuff that I'm reading. So I'm like, holy shit, I didn't, I had no idea. I never thought about that. We should talk about this on the show because I guarantee you other people haven't thought about it. But we are out of time. Once again, um, this is the Break the Bell podcast. We support your freedoms. We support people that support your freedoms. Make sure you check out rymcoffee.com. Run your mouth coffee because they support your freedoms too. rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you with the Break the Bell as the promo code. All one word. You'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Otherwise, we're going to be back here for the weekend wrap-up on like probably Sunday, somewhere on the weekend, whenever we get a chance. Yeah. Or we'll be back here live next week to probably piss you off some more. Yeah, hopefully more. Hopefully more. Check us out all over social media. Smack, smack it. Smack that like and share button. Smack it hard. Share us around. Um, check us out at theantinewslive.com. Once again, that is the brand-new social media page of the future. They support your freedoms. They support freedom of speech and are anti-big government, all that stuff. So we support them. Anti-news, anti-newslive.com. 
exactly how it sounds. Um, get back in here for the week and wrap up. Otherwise, we will see you back here live next week. Have a good one. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.